Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by the badasses at More Beer. Visit them at morebeer.com. I was pouring in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Breaking news coming in right now. This just in. From our very own Code. No. Uh-oh. Code writes to me, uh, show news, the forum now has automatic mobile device support. So I guess you can look it up on any mobile device that has internet and it automatically uh, will format to your phone. Those who don't want it with their mobile device can disable it in their profile. Great. So JP, That's you can awesome. now read the forum everywhere you go. I already do. You do? Yeah. Well, I don't really, but... Even when you're not getting chased for it? No. Well, what I do is I just I write down what I think is going on in the forum, and then I read that. I see. And to me, that's more relevant, I think. So when you read the forum, it sounds something like this. JP is really nice. Yeah. JP is very handsome. Yeah. JP is the best brewer on the session. You saw that thread, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Welcome back to the studio, everybody. Thank you. Been, uh, feels like a long time. Tasty uh, missed a show. Yeah, I was absent. Yes, unexcused due to uh, excessive drinking and driving. Was it? Well, no, writing yeah, excessive writing drinking car, and yeah. then being driven in a lot of traffic. Yeah, well, unable to make a show. Yeah, something. And then, of course, Doc and I were away at uh, Burning Man for two weeks. Right, we're still away. <laughs> yeah, we're we're back, but we're away. Well, and so that was a lot of fun. Nobody died this year out of our crew? No. <laughs> very, very low drama here. So that's good. Did anybody die, period? 
Nope. No? I saw, I know, at least two people got life lighted out of there. Oh, oh you saw that? Or you read uh, that? Oh, now Daniel came over and uh, his oh. fr- his friend, his ex-girlfriend got uh, lighted out of there. Oh, really? That's OD? What? Or uh, uh, she yeah. fall off something? No, no, OD. It's always OD out there. Was she his ex because she had to get life lighted out of there? It's like, you can't hang, you gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wonder if it was, you know, he was feeling guilty because uh, he gave her it all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, take all this. He, some way, it really was his fault, I guess. Has anyone ever died of Burning Man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Re- oh, yeah. And you'd think they would cancel it. No. No. Less than it happens. It's less than the less glad they have half of 1%. That's ridiculous. No. They come would on. never. Come on. God. Well, 10 people died at that Love Fest uh, techno thing in Germany, and they canceled it. Yeah, but... but that's because it was German. because it was German techno. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They just used that as an excuse yeah. to, to stop all the German techno. They were looking for a reason to shut that thing down. Yeah. It was a good time out there in the desert. Very little dust this year until the end. Till the end, yeah. We got our dust fix on the last two nights. Two days of mm. dust storms at the end there. Mm-hmm. Doing dust the whole time, though. What's oh! That? <laughs> a drug reference. I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't a drug reference. Yeah, it's a dust reference. It's yeah. a dust yeah. reference. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sorry, I was reading the wrong form. I am still blowing dust out of my nose. Every, yeah. time, I, every time I blow my nose, a little playa comes out. Uh, every time I a desert. I just like my mucous membranes to be intact again. <laughs> yeah. It First couple t- days, it actually looks like pieces of your brain are coming out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the fourth day, you realize it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brain matter. And once that stops. So I went to the uh, San Francisco, uh, the SF Beer Fest yesterday. Was it? Uh, Brews on the Bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's about it's like its fourth year or something. They have it on the Jeremiah O'Brien Liberty Ship right there in uh, San Francisco I, Bay. I, I didn't know you were down there. Were you down there? Well, me and Miguel were out running around the city. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I uh, well, because I got a, I got press passes to go, and so I went to check it out and do a little talking about it. It's a good festival, you know. It's just the the breweries in the in the San Francisco Brewers Guild, which is like eight of them. And so got to see, you know, taste our local boys' beer, had a good time. And for the first time I've ever been to that festival, it was actually sunny and warm. Uh, usually right there, it's kind of at the mouth of the bay near the Golden Gate Bridge, and it, it can be cold as hell. And uh, I don't like what this is. What, so yeah. we went, I went to that, and it was nice and warm and sunny. Yeah. Then I headed over to, like, a friend of a friend's house in Tiburon. Doc, why do you not live in Tiburon? Oh, I yeah, love Tiburon. Nice yeah. Oh shit! What is that? Went to this friend's apartment in Tiburon, which is which basically hangs over Tiburon Bay. It's just a beautiful, small, very rich community. Yeah. Um, uh, just south of Marin, I think. I, we, I got friends I that, that moved there from Moraga to there to there because well, yeah. they need a place for the fifty foot boat. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when I finish med school, Doc, we're moving to okay. Tiburon. All right. Right? All we'll, right. we'll go in on a, on a place. Is that know? why you're dancing at night? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I can finish med school. So, But at this friend's house, we go there, and uh, and I'm introduced to a beverage called Four Loco. And uh, Four Loco is one of these malt beverages that's like half energy drink half malt beverage oh, yeah. you know nothing new a bevo drink yeah well and they, you know these things have been around you've got the sparks you used to have the b to the e and b to the e sucker yeah well <laughs> the difference with with four loco is that four loco is like three times everything of all the other ones good we're going to be four times three t- four <laughs> you would loco? think so but it's not quite they yeah. should have called it that 
It's twelve percent alcohol. Oh, for what? It's twelve percent. It's got like three times the guarana and the taurine, three times the caffeine, three times the everything. So that first of all turned me on to it because I just thought this is insane and it's retarded. Oh well, yeah. The second thing that turned me on to it is um, in talking to the people who were serving it to me, um, we discovered that there's a rap song written about Four Loco. Oh no! And it's and it's rad. Tell me, we to have say it. the to say the very least. We got that shit right. It's two dollars and fifty cent a, a can. By the way, I'd, 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 I'd buy that. <clears throat> Or two for five. Well, it's the big oh. cans, too. What is that, 22 <laughs> or 32? For the, these are... 92, man. They're 22. Shit. It comes in eight different flavors. I got the pink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that? Well, uh, tell watermelon? me... Is it the watermelon? I think it's Hello Kitty Pink. I think it's what it is. Yes, it is. Let me play it's you guys dirty. the rap song, and, and tell me if, if you can figure out who this uh, beverage is marketed to. All right? Uh, let's uh, listen along here. I get to 50 by the cap of Borlo. All my niggas with me, you can't catch me riding so low. Where you get it at? I bought it out the corner store. Oh, I'm with $3 is what came to my door. I'm going low, low, but I'm low, I'm low, low, but I'm low, I'm going low, low, but I'm low, Asians, right? <laughs> JP has a new favorite song, I'm sure, right? Well, you're playing my ringtone. I want you to play the song. Oh. The, that's it, the best. Isn't it the best? Oh, for the old, old guy golf set. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Wow. They rhyme the N-word with the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to rhyme it with? Figure. Trigger. Twice. Yeah. I love it. Not the drink, but the promotion behind the drink. Follow me like Twitter. I'm going to hit that bitch if she honey. Where does that come from? Don't I hit her. Where you get it? Down at, at the, the Kona, Kona Stout. Oh, how much it costs? Three dollars <laughs> was my, my total. total.
<laughs> wow. So uh, check this out. While I, looking up this stuff. I need, I need to try the other flavors. Which one did you have? Flavor. We had, we had watermelon. Like blue raspberry? Yes, because I had oh. watermelon. And I, don't, I don't think this is watermelon. <laughs> is anybody surprised that there's a flavor called grape drink? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Your bo- oh, look at this one, Doc. Oh, look at, oh it's blue. Oh, it's blue. Yeah. Just it's look pretty. at the color. Oh, my kids are like that. <laughs> a lot of kids like this, I think. Well, that would be the wow. Gateway. Yeah, this would make a great otter pop. So this I found is, this. Uh, <laughs> I found this news story along with it. Check. I don't think you can get this to freeze, Doc. <laughs> check this. Oh, it's on that. Oh yeah, it's got nice legs. <laughs> oh my God, twelve percent. You can taste it. Well, check. four teens in White Plains are hospitalized, and police oh. say it's oh, all no. because of a beverage that looks like an energy drink. News 12's Lydia Weak Eye has more. Weak Eye, Pink Eye. It looks like an energy drink. It even kind of tastes like one. Cops and kids say just one can of Four loco can make you do some crazy things. <laughs> people who yeah, so have half Jack of Daniels. it and they're yeah. gone. So Bad music a full videos. one, you're way gone. That's because just one can has an alcohol content of 12%. The average mixed drink or beer has about 5%. Wait, one Morgan can. Rowland has oh, never oh, even had two a sip of it because she's 12%? only 19 and she's yeah. diabetic. Yeah. But she's seen firsthand the effects it can have. I've seen a man get very drunk off of one, and he's like 195 pounds, and he was gone. A but man my friends seem to love it. One. So far, four kids in White Plains have been hospitalized with alcohol poisoning, and Police Commissioner David oh, Chong says the numbers Please. could be much higher. Certainly, we think that there's a lot more. They make fun of it. They call it Coke in a can. And again, it's a dangerous game because what they're doing is they're chugging it. Coke in a can because police say Four Loco is also packed with an insane amount of caffeine and sugar in addition to the alcohol. So kids are getting violently ill. It is. They just need to learn to drink. Yeah. They should have had this in the background the whole time. I love the color of this stuff. Oh, it's amazing. I I could be sure I'm going to get cancer from that color. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing healthy about that color. No. That doesn't happen in nature, does it? No. At the count of Stowell. That'd probably be good for pre-gaming. Yeah, exactly. That's what the kids that I saw drinking it last night did. It was their pre-game drink. They would have this before going out, and uh, they'd be good to go. Yeah, it's cut down the bar bill. That's awful. Two dollars fifty, JP. I can't. I can't get behind that. I like it. Ducks going loco for the loco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to try the other six flavors. <laughs> I knew I could count on you, Doc, to oh, yeah. help me with these things. God. So by the time I left this 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 house yesterday, these kids yeah. had had like two of them. Was there a man going absolutely crazy? There was a man who had gotten drunk. Oh, my God. He weighed like 190 pounds. Oh, I weigh 190 pounds. And he, had, and he had one. No. One these guys two. had two. <laughs> they were all like wrestling and jumping <laughs> around and, you know... Punching awesome. each other in the face. Yeah, what frat did they belong to? <laughs> I don't know. That was Sammy and Shoe Light. What are you talking about? You want to know all the flavors? Let's see. Yes. Uh, let's see. This one is... We do got fruit punches. Cranberry lemonade. No. <laughs> That's the one. I think the one that you got there is a watermelon. Yeah, we got that. Watermelon. Oh, here's... This one is a grape drink. Oh. Uh, this one here is... Um, mm, 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 Fruit Punch. Is that one we yeah, have? Yeah, we got that Fruit Punches. We got stems. 
<laughs> we have them. <laughs> Get yourself an ID. Oh yeah, that, that's the grape flavor. What right What do these people look like that were pouring this? Mm. One guess. Were, there, were these hired guns, or were they with the company? Uh, it was. Yeah, these were. It was a private residence, so they just were. No, they oh, just were I, kids, white kids that had yeah. discovered it. Somehow. I thought it was. I thought it was at the beer thing. That, you no, know, that they had some special booth that they were. Uh, no, I mean, believe it or not, I was drinking. The, it was in Tiburon that I discovered this. Yeah. Thing yeah. is, they had to drive ten miles to the Seven Eleven outside of Tiburon because because uh, in Tiburon where it's all you know well to do white people they don't need Seven Eleven they don't need Seven Eleven no well, to to Novato. and apparently when they got to, so while I was there uh, my girlfriend drove them to the to the Seven Eleven to get some more of this stuff because once ma-ow. I saw it they had to get some ma'ow at the lick of ma'ow and I wanted you know I wanted to bring it to the show so right. She drove them. I guess while they're there, they're they're getting like ten of them out of the out of the refrigerator, <sighs> and some toothless like black lady comes up to them and is like, "Oh, uh, uh-uh, uh, you don't you, you don't want to try that shit is dangerous. You don't even want to be drinking that." And then they get to the counter, and she's playing Thunderbird. I guess the woman's like you know pointing at them and talking to the other customers, saying, "Look at that. They're gonna die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna die." Whoa. Uh, yeah. Just trying to say one more kid. Yeah. So these kids, uh, they look like the type of kids that would be afraid of the people who this is marketed to. These, they, pretty these, much. Yeah. These, yeah. these kids went to Santa Clara University. <laughs> They've never even seen a black kid. Never mind a phony. Yeah. Well, they had janitors at Santa Clara. Don't two of these make a phony? Yeah. I can't get enough. I've been watching this video for two days. Oh, it's a video. Oh, it's a video, yeah. Oh, fucking you. Yeah. All right, kids. Uh, kids at home, you can. Here's what you look up on YouTube: Loco for for Loco. So L O K O, and then four F O R, and then four spelled like the number four, and then Loco again. Loco for for Loco. How long has been out? Since like May, I think. Okay, what's the next flavor? <laughs> Doc's ready to try another one. Oh, Doc's yeah. into it. Uh, what did you give him first? The watermelon? Yeah, watermelon. Yeah, watermelon. I guess we got to crack open the fruit punch. Fruit punches. No grape. No, uh, we couldn't. You can't find grape drinks. I'll bet. You can't. It doesn't even. <laughs> that shit just flies off the shelf. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> they can't hold on to it. Uh, they probably know when it's. Uh, yeah, when the shipment's coming in. So, oh, dude, even opening that, you just—it smells like <sighs> awful, like an awful time. It smells terrible. And some sort of impending heart it's attack kind of or this robbery. Neon pink color. It smells terrible. It tastes terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's why terrible. are you still drinking it? Terrible. I had a sip and uh, it's, it's, I was done. I'm already fucked up. No, this, this smells like. Cherry lifesavers. I'm just hoping for the cocaine part to kick in. That's why I keep drinking <laughs> yeah. it. Then you start sniffing. Oh, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah, I'm waiting for the I, loco part. To I had a four loco. Tasty actually chugged his while yeah, we were talking. I, I Nobody yeah. <laughs> finished the whole. 20 I'm, sure we have a, I'm sure we have a funnel and some tubing. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm over 195. My skin's all yeah. hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's working as planned. Yeah, I'm a little Ooh. warm too, actually. So there you go, everybody. Loco four four loco. Look it up on YouTube. There's a whole bunch of videos on there too. When you look it up about people getting drunk on four loco. Oh, I'm set. And really? Yeah, you can watch for hours and watch them uh, act I like might. idiots. It's good stuff. Three dollars was my total. That's a lot um, of tax. 
<laughs> it's high tax, man. It's high tax. Well, high alcohol, high tax. Uh, it's a good point. Yeah. Didn't think that one out. I like the fruit punch. You do? Is that your favorite? Yeah, so far. Although I like the color of the blue one better. But. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm all, right. I'm all tangly. I can, the color of the blue one is the best one. Yes. I think I'm sweating in places that I don't yeah, usually yeah, yeah. sweat right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like right here in the middle of my yeah. rib cage. <laughs> I think I've got a pile of sweat right there. It's a weird spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm in ball soup. <laughs> Is that a gangsta thing to do? Have a Twitter account? Because it doesn't seem like it. Can you tweet gang signs? I don't know. But sure. it doesn't sound very hardcore yeah. to have a Twitter. Capping your ass 99. Uh, I'm going over cap his <laughs> ass. I'm about to hit this bitch. If you put in a hashtag. Holla. Scott, yeah. put in cap his ass as a hashtag in Twitter. Let's see what and comes up. see if we can find any thugs on Twitter. I want a trending topic by tomorrow on uh, pound cast <laughs> cap his ass. And, and if that one doesn't work, try gold tooth. Or, or gold deagle. Or fronts. <laughs> or grill. Grill. I am curious. You know that this company doesn't own a brewery. So no. who is brewing the malt before they put in all their ingredients? I think this is what like Cold Spring does. Oh. Because they're a full like bottling. They do a bunch of fruit things and they do other canned stuff. I think they do some Hanson stuff. Got I would it. imagine it's something like this. Because I'm thinking that it's, yeah, it's just, it's one of the big breweries, because you know they need a lot of it, is brewing just some massive amounts of 12% malt liquor, and then it goes to a company like this where they put all their shit in it. It is in Wisconsin. You know. Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Hmm. Yeah, I'm Drink sure. for Brewing. It's City Brewing Company. City Brewing Company. Like I Sure. Said. Yeah, see, that's just a big, uh, you know, it's probably just another name. That brewery probably has eight names. Latrobe. Is it, That's is right. it the old Latrobe? They, they purchased Latrobe in 2006. So it's the old Rolling Rock Brewery. That's right. How about that? Mm. And This is what my Rolling Rock's become? <laughs> oh, well, that's where Sam Adams is brewed. It's become grape drink. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I to, think that's what Wikipedia is. I might have to ask old Jim about this. So, Jim, are you brewing malt liquor now? <laughs> Well, as you know, my great-grandfather used to really like to get crunked. And liked, <laughs> he really liked taurine and guarana. So I, found, was I was name digging through my basement, and I found this old recipe. And I brewed it on my stove. All he right. traded with the blacks years ago. There's a, there's a lot of threatening on Twitter from people that were going to pop a cap. And like, uh, for example, Takara Simone says, way to shut a bitch up. <laughs> bitch, shut the fuck up before I bust a cap in your ass. Three days ago via web. And that's with the hashtag? Yes. Allegedly. Then also Stunning Bubbles says, hey, at Stellar's whatever, say ew one more time and I'll pop a cap in your ass, bitch. <laughs> Three days ago via web. There's a lot of this. I want to message her and say ew. JP, could you please tweet some sort of pop a cap in your ass for with, uh, with our Twitter right now? I'm all over it. Thank you. A lot of people tweeting at Justin Bieber that they're going to pop a cap in his ass, <laughs> which is appropriate because Doc is wearing a Justin Bieber Number one shirt. fan. Yeah. Doc we, is, is wearing... Cam on? It's on. You just have to scoot a little that way. There you go. Just stand up there. And Doc's wearing his Justin... Someone's going to pop a cap in your ass I for wearing that, yeah. Doc. I think Justin Bieber would like it, <laughs> hey, though. Hey, look. Yeah, you best be careful <laughs> walking down the street, Doc. Why don't you uh, Why don't you sing a little Justin Biebs for you? Why don't you sing a little Lil Bieb? <laughs> you talking to me? I'll yeah. I'll cap in your ass. Doc's kids don't listen to Justin Oh, no. My, they made fun of me as on my way out with this one. They did? Did they call you a homo? <laughs> Dad, you're not going out with that, are you? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do feedback at the end of the program. i got to get us to a quick break. When we come back, we'll give all your palates a rest. Is that all right, guys? I'm going to have to shift my palate. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tasty, get Doc some bacon to clean his palate. Yeah, me. I'll do my palate cleanser. <laughs> Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Yeah.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Well, 
Welcome back to the program. We are hanging out here with the Anchor Guys. Uh, we've got Mark Carpenter, the, the brewmaster, and Bruce Joseph, another brewer, and Mike Lee, the head brewer here. Uh, and Mitch Steele from Stone just joined us. We always like it when you come hang out with us, too, Mitch. Yeah, I like to come out anytime I can, you know, when I'm in the neighborhood. Yeah, this is like this is an all-star cast now that, you, that you're here as well. we got uh, some some great brewing minds. Bruce was just was just mentioning at the break here that it seems like we have over a hundred years of brewing knowledge combined in this room right now, and I've got like four months <laughs> to add to that. Well, I'm in esteemed company. I've, I feel honored to be here. I didn't say knowledge. I said we've worked in a brewery for a hundred years, all told, but combined. Uh, so yeah. just experience that. You really could have been sweeping the floor half that time. I don't know. Well, that's the life of a brewer, you know. Right. If you're not exactly. sweeping the floor, you're not a brewer. <laughs> it's not all beer fest and uh, right celebrity. Now, Mark, how long have you been with Anchor Brewing Company? I just started in 1971 with Fritz. I, okay. uh, I, it was really a lucky break. I was looking for a change in my life. You know, the, I'd just gone through the 60s in San Francisco where there was a lot going on. It was a wonderful time to be in San Francisco, by the way. Okay. And a lot of people were changing lifestyles, and and I was looking for something uh, a little more fun for me. And, and I find, found Anchor Brewing Company, and, and fortunately, Fritz hired me. And had you had brewing experience prior to that? Uh, only from the drinking end. <laughs> I've, 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 I've always been a beer drinker since I could drink. If I was ever in a town that had a brewery, I was there on a tour. I just always had, I love breweries. And uh, that's what actually got me to the to the anchor for the first time was just to take a tour. Okay. So when you say kind of a change in life, do we mean going from dirty hippie to guy with a job? No, no. I was I was uh, I had been working for the telephone telephone company from high school uh, when I graduated from high school and and uh, I'd worked my way up and I was doing okay, but it wasn't very interesting, you know. And okay. So uh, yeah, I was looking for something a little more interesting. And you've never looked back because you've been with Anchor that whole time. That's correct. In fact, when I went there, I thought this would be a wonderful job to have while I figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So okay. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> right, you're doing a great job, I think, <laughs> yeah. so far. And uh, we also were just kind of talking at the break that you've spent uh, uh, all these years. Uh, you've shot straight to the top now as as brewmaster. Uh, now that Fritz is yeah, no it's only forty with the years right to the top, right? But uh, you couldn't have a better environment for learning how to brew, and I think Bruce and Mike would back me up on that. We we really Fritz was so inclusive of everyone who worked there, um, and uh, he loved having a small brewery where he knew everybody was kind of a single shift, five day a week operation, you know. And uh, uh, and uh, in fact, at the CBC, he mentioned uh, uh, in his talk that uh, when he retired, people in the brewery came up to him and said. Uh, thanks so much for the great job. And he said, listen, I've had a great job, too. Right. It really it really was a cool environment, and he encouraged all of us to, to keep it a cool environment. Now that's It's so unheard of, uh, rare, I should say, in a lot of people's lives to have a job not only that they keep for so long, but that they enjoy for so long. Yeah, it really has been good. We have new ownership now. And uh, these guys, they're two owners, uh, Tony Folio and Keith Greger, they seem to be on the same page. They're they're really pretty cool guys. They're both local guys. And uh, so uh, we have high hopes. And they, they want to sell more beer. Okay. And, uh, and that's great because when you're growing, 
there's opportunity for the guys uh, to move up. Okay. When uh, when you're not growing, then you know people get stuck in in jobs that are fun jobs, but everybody wants to move ahead. You know. Sure. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity at the brewery coming up. And, and I, so I've only heard you know tidbits of, of information and and some true, some probably not true. But but in terms of growth. Yeah, I think I think one thing that that I had always heard was was that Fritz really wasn't interested in too much more growth because he felt the beer was great at the capacity you were at, and that's where he wanted to keep it. Is is that true or? Yeah, Fritz. Uh, the best answer I've heard to that he would he would be he was often asked, you know, was it a hobby or was it a business? And uh, uh, the best answer I, I heard Fritz give on that was he said, "Look, I would never do anything just for fun, and I would never do anything just for money." Okay. It had to be fun, and he had to make money, and he wanted to have a profitable brewery, okay. and he did. He did very well, and uh, uh, so as long as he was having fun and it was profitable, uh, I mean, there were so many projects that we did there that we started that never went anywhere, and, and many that did go somewhere. I mean, sure. if, if you look up our lineup of beers, I mean, there's... It, Boy, there's so many firsts of their varieties uh, in America there, or in the world, really. Yeah. Uh, that uh, um, that he he really did. He he just had a wonderful mind for for uh, exploring and researching, and it's such a clear vision, long term vision of where he wanted to go. And he came into the at that time uh, essentially a failing brewery when he stepped in. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Fritz was a student at Stanford, and he, he was living at San Francisco at that time. And and uh, one of the places that he liked to hang out was a, a a restaurant in North Beach called the Old Spaghetti Factory, just a very inexpensive, fun place. Uh, but it was owned by a guy named Fred Koo, who was actually moved to San Francisco from Chicago. And um, he fell in love with San Francisco, and, and uh, he fell in love with Anchor Steam Beer because it was a San Francisco brewery, this little San Francisco brewery. And Anchor Steam was the only draft beer that Fred Koo ever had on tap at his at his restaurant. Okay. And uh, uh, so Fritz used to hang out there and drink steam beer and... And there came a day when Fred said to him, look, uh, you know, the Anchor Brewing Company is going out of business and you ought to go check it out. You know, not not I don't think he intended to Fritz for buy to buy it or not, but uh, he thought he should go look at it because it was a real part of California history and it was soon going to be gone. Okay. And Fritz did go look at it. And like uh, the rest of us, you visit a brewery. I mean, it's hard not to fall in love, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So now. It, it's obviously grown up quite a bit since then, and now it is just this world-renowned um, brewery that that you guys have been a part of for for so long. I mean, your your beer is now a San Francisco staple, obviously, and it's available around the country. So, just kudos to a job well done over those years as well. Well, thank you uh, for all of you. Um, so, Bruce uh, Joseph is also here, and how long have you been with the company? Um, Thirty years. Thirty years. Okay. You know, back east, we say never trust a guy with two first names. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. But apparently, Fritz didn't believe in that. Well, you say it with more of an Italian accent, I think. Yeah, yeah. you do. You have to do that. Yeah. That's why I moved to the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> smart move. Yeah. Uh, what did you come on as when you came to the brewery? Um, yeah, like most of us, entry level, working on the bottling line. Okay. And, you know, I always tell people about how I was hired. I knew someone who worked at Anchor, and I thought, the same as Mark, I thought it'd be an interesting thing to do, and, and I was I was out of school, and I had a, a job that was not very interesting. 
I was a, a proofreader at a um, a big accounting firm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds and, great. Wait, hang on, yeah. I just fell asleep, I fell asleep <laughs> yeah. as you were telling me your job description. How could you leave that? Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I the guy I knew who was working at Anchor was getting ready to leave, and um, he brought me in one morning, and I was on my way um, to my other job site. So you know, my little clip-on tie-on or whatever the hell I had to wear. And <laughs> right, classy. Mark came in. <laughs> to interview me at at the bar in the tap room and he came in and he didn't even take his uh you know his ear protection off and he said um a malt truck just pulled up can you start today and i said no and he said okay fine see you next week and he left and that was my interview wow that's <laughs> and great so, um so I don't think my last name had anything no. uh, to do with holding me back or anything. You know, I was in. Did he just look like a brewer at that point? I've always been a great judge of character. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's great. It's it's interesting to hear you guys come into the brewing world for me like this because, you know, most of, being that we're a homebrew and craft beer oriented show, most of the craft brewers in this country, the breweries are are so much younger that Almost always, the history has something to do with home brewing, and then moving on to to a brewery. But you guys just started at a time when it doesn't sound like you were home brewing or anything. You didn't know anything about beer except that you liked to drink it. But nobody was home brewing. Oh, sorry. There you go. Try that again. Nobody was home brewing back when I started. I started in 1977. Okay. And we were kind of like the biggest home brewers back then. <laughs> That's a good point. You yeah. guys were home brewing just at yeah. a big building. Okay. I started um, because a friend of mine who I grew up with was working there, and he said there there may be an opening at the brewery. And uh, unlike Bruce, I was coming off my second best job that I've ever had. Okay. A paper route. Oh, oh. great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also loving life. It was a terrific job. Adult paper route. I drove a car. Okay. It took me 45 minutes a day. I could do it anywhere from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 7 o'clock at night. I was having a great time. Yeah, that's so a good I, gig. I wasn't really a beer geek, but... When I heard about it, I thought that could be pretty cool. Yeah, and it and it it was. You know, I, <laughs> at that time we thought we were probably the smallest brewery in the world. We knew we were the smallest in America. Okay, and it just seemed like a really cool place to be. Sure, and uh, um, it was a funky old brewery where I started. It's not the one where we are now. That's a question I had for you guys a bit later when we talk about the brewery itself, as I'm sure it's evolved quite a bit. My first job was stapling six packs. Really? The, uh, evidently, we had gotten some six-packs that weren't yeah. properly put together, and my first job was to staple them with an old blue swing-line staplers. We had like five or six of them lined up, and we had duct tape on our fingers so we wouldn't get blisters. <laughs> <laughs> this was all OSHA-approved, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a terrific job, right? but I really liked it. I liked the people, and I liked the idea of being at a very small brewery. So who the hell did know about brewing at this time when you guys all started? Yeah, Fritz. Just Fritz. <laughs> Fritz. Yeah, Fritz, Fritz okay. when he bought the brewery, he, uh, uh, you know, he really had a, a, a kind of a self-taught science background. And the first thing he did was build a little lab in the brewery. And, and as he often described it, he built the quality out from that lab. Smart. And and um, he, he bought the uh, all his brewing books and he. He really learned about brewing and went ahead from there. And then when when we came on, uh, we were all sent to various brewing schools around the country and and packaging schools. And and uh, but it was a perfect learning environment because in the very early days, 
we, we had a 57-barrel brew size, and we did about 1,000 barrels uh, a year when I started. Well, if you figure that, you're brewing like once a month. Right. So so if you brewed, you all brewed. If you bottled, you all bottled. If you moved beer to the cellar, you, you all did that. So it was. It truly was uh, uh, an unbelievable environment to learn about brewing. I bet, and plenty of time to do it. Exactly. If, if you're not. Uh, so, so when does that change? That that you're actually. It sounds to me like there was maybe a period of time where you weren't selling enough beer to stay in business. That's correct. In fact, that's right. When I mentioned Fritz's uh, long vision, you know, he bought the brewery in in 1965. And um, he didn't turn his first profit until 1974. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a huge amount of time. Yeah. And and uh, I asked him once years and years ago, I said, you know, Fritz, I said, I was really curious how he just uh, kept himself going. I realized that he may have had uh, the money to do it. But, but how do you get out of bed every day knowing you're not making money in such a long period of time? And the only answer he gave me is, well, I wasn't losing much money, you know. I see. He just had a very clear vision of where he wanted to go, and he could see it step by step, you know. Uh, so many people uh, would have tried to take shortcuts. and Yeah. In fact, I could tell one story I, that I think is uh, really indicative of Fritz. Uh, once we started bottling in uh, 1971, the um, uh, San Francisco Municipal Railroad, the, the cable car people, came to Fritz and he said, they said, look, you got this old beer from San Francisco. We want to have your ads on our cable car. And he said, oh, thank you very much. He said, but look, we're a tiny little brewery. There's no way I can afford these ads, and so no thank you. And and um, a little while later, they called him back. He said, look, we really want your ads. We'll we'll give you a very good price on this. He said, oh, look, he says, we're a small brewery. I really can't afford this. And they, a little while later, they called back. We'll give you this thing for free. You know, we want your <laughs> <Wow>. ads. <laughs> yeah. And, and he said, and he said, uh, you know, thank you very much, but look, I'm not ready for that. The, it, if, one, if it was successful, the ads, and uh, and I couldn't keep up demand. You right. Know? And how many of us would have passed up those kinds of opportunities? You not know, but, one of us. Yeah. That is a unique vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's right. Yeah. I, I think it's a smart outlook on things. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're also right to ask how how you get up every day and do that, even if you're not losing much, because... Probably his his uh, his peers, other businessmen, other entrepreneurs around him, all uh, moving. You know, his Stanford fellow graduates, right, moving on to other bigger, successful businesses, and and he's hanging on to that yeah. to that brewery. He yeah. probably caught a lot of shit. Yeah, you yeah. know. That's and in, tough. Th- in those days, the other breweries in San Francisco were um, Lucky Lager, uh, Burgermeister, and Hams. Okay, all huge breweries, and we used to ask them for help now and then on various items that. And we would go over there, and they loved to have us come by because they would kind of laugh at us, you know. <laughs> right. But you look back, I mean, they're all gone, boy. They're yeah. all gone. And, yeah, who's and laughing now? Who's hands. laughing now? <laughs> it's, a, it's a completely changed scene. Yeah, I can imagine. And, uh, and Fritz really did change that whole landscape right. uh, with Anchor Brewing Company. So now did you say, Mike, a thousand-barrel system? Did I hear that right when you started there? Uh, no, sorry, 50, not thousand barrel system. You were doing not that's silly. I, I mean, thousand barrel system, but uh, you were do, only doing a fifty barrel system to start. Yeah, fifty seven barrels to start. Okay, and yeah. how and and how many barrels is it now? I just kind of want to get this picture of. Yeah, it. the brew house now is a hundred and twenty five barrel kettle, and and we'll do about five brews a day. Five. Okay. Wow. So now you guys are brewing really yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And 
in your time there, what number brew house would this be? In other words, how many rebuilds have, have there been since the time that, that you started it to now? Yeah, this is the second. Oh, it's uh, only the second. It's only the second. We moved We moved from the old brewery in 79. And uh, we've we've had to repair our our brew house. It's a very classic copper brew house. So I hope everybody gets a chance to come see it. It's gorgeous. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful brew. Yeah. Uh, but the mash tun and the kettle have both been replaced uh, from the from the dome down. Uh, but okay. they're replaced in all copper. You know, it, when when it came time to replace them. Uh, a number of engineers tried to talk Fritz into replacing them in stainless steel. Just cut a hole in the bottom, insert a stainless steel vessel, you know, and it's the way to go. Save some money, make yeah, it easy. Exactly, but that wasn't Fritz's style. So, okay. they, so we had uh, new copper uh, vessels fashioned and and moved them in, and and uh, so yeah. Well, it is. It's one of the most impressive breweries I've ever seen. I know it's a very popular tour for people when they come to San Francisco. If you don't book in in advance, you don't get in. It's basically the deal. We have a lot of listeners who come to town for different events, both that we do and others do. And first thing they always ask about is an anchor tour, you know, and and how they had to book two months in advance to get in there. Yeah, it's it's um, it's too bad that 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 we do have to book so far in advance, but we tried to keep the tours. Um, very informative, you know that uh, they're free. All the beers free, right? Uh, and we only do two a day, and we try to limit it to thirty people, and and so that you're talking to real brewers when you have the tour, and and uh, um, and the brew house is like front and center. It's the yeah. first thing you see when you walk into the building. Fritz designed it that way, where all the offices, the lab, all have big glass windows looking out at the brew house. Nice, very nice. And now, you speaking of the lab, you know, you mentioned that that Fritz kind of built from the lab out, and you know, I think a lot of brewery, I think they they realize now, but a lot of small craft breweries uh, find it hard to fund a lab. Don't don't know the mu- that much about the beer science. So, like, you know, just what a smart way to go about things. Mitch, I think, also coming from a big brewery background and now having a wonderful brewery at Stone. I, I bet you couldn't imagine uh, brewing great beer without a lab to tell you what's happening with the beer. Yeah, it's uh, it's really a very important part of of the process. You know, we when we got there, we had just started doing a micro uh, program at Stone, and and we've built it up. So now that we've got some really nice instrumentation, and we know what's going on with our beer, it's you know I'm kind of a lab geek, so it's um, it's cool. And Steve's been very supportive of us moving forward with it. And we've worked a lot with uh, folks like Sierra Nevada to make sure that we were kind of doing things the right way because, you know, craft beer lab requirements are different than industrial beer lab requirements. And uh, but, you know, there's there's good things to be taken from both. Sure. Yeah. But the lab's important. You know, it's a it's a very important part of our process, you know, and and just making sure that our beer is consistent and what we want it to be. We, uh, you know, but the other important part, sensory. You know, tasting, that's what everything's based on, you know. So even if the lab work doesn't show it, if the beer doesn't taste right, you, you right. respond, you know. And, and so we try to back up our tasting results with the lab results. That's kind of how we approach it. Yeah, that would have been an early selling point for a job at a brewery for me is the sensory analysis team. You know, going in there and knowing that you had to try the beer every day to make sure things are going okay, I would have jumped right on that job. Uh, I think that's the, that's the fun yeah, you know, yeah, you're a brewer. You get to drink beer all day. How many times have we all heard that? You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask this then uh, to any of, of you anchor guys, guys, you know, was was the brewery failing because the, the beer was seriously flawed? Um, was it being run wrong? I mean, how, how was the beer when you guys got in there? 
Do you have an opinion, Bruce? Yeah, Mark was closer to it than I was. You go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I think that what it was, there was uh, there was a whole trend towards uh, the national brands. Um, you know, Schlitz, uh, Budweiser, um, not Coors. They really weren't national at that time. But uh, um, Olympia was huge. You know, it was all just yellow beer. Okay. Um, and there was no market for uh, anything other than those types of beers. And uh, and for a small brewery to make it, you obviously had to charge more money for your beer than the national brands. And, right. And that wasn't going to happen. And, and that's the stand that Fritz took, that uh, he would have to charge more money to survive, and he did. When he first started getting out and selling his beer, for instance, he would go down to, to our uh, Fisherman's Wharf area uh, and try to sell the beer. Now here's a beer that um, Anchor Steam beer. You got an anchor on the label, and it's l- local, made in San Francisco. No one at Fisherman's Wharf wanted it, really. And so that's what he was up against, you know. So it was just um, it really a public awareness and a difference in style. And that pendulum's taken a long time to uh, took a long time to start swinging the other way. So it's not necessarily that that Anchor beer wasn't wasn't very good to begin with, and you had to really evolve the beer. It, it was more awareness. Yeah, I I believe so. Okay. The first time there, Fritz will always say how very often their beer was sour in those early days, and and uh, I'll take his word for it. But the the first time I ever had an Anchor Steam beer, nineteen sixty four at uh, Leroy's Hooch House in Napa. <laughs> And uh, all right, is that still there? I wish. I, I hope know. so. I don't know. Maybe somebody can call yeah. in. But. Well, now it's now it's uh, Lawrence's Wine Shack. Yeah, you know, yeah, and Day Spa. Yeah, and uh, they had two two beers. They had regular steam and and dark steam. And uh, I asked uh, Leroy. I said, uh, you know, I want to try that steam beer. I've never tried it. And he says, I said, which should I start? And he says, oh, you've never had it before. You better start with the regular. You know, so. I did, and you really couldn't even see through the glass, but oh. it tasted okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, come to find out years later that the dark was the same steam beer with caramel at it. You know, we we would actually have a pitcher of caramel coloring, and we would pour it in the kegs. Really? Uh, that's one of the first things Fritz changed when he was uh, started to be successful because that wasn't his style of brewing. So we came out with our porter. Okay, and huh. and uh, uh, it was funny because we used to get bars from time to time. would call and say, you know, your dark beer isn't very dark, you know. So I'd be filling a keg. I'll give you dark beer, boy. Just <laughs> right. pour in a little more of that stuff. <laughs> so he, so Fritz already knew the value. He he wanted all malt beer. All absolutely, the time. absolutely. He wanted all malt beer, and when he bought the brewery, it wasn't always all malt. Okay, uh, uh, because they were on hard times, and they uh, they would sometimes use sugar and. So, uh, yeah, he wanted all malt and, uh, you know, all fresh hops. and Okay. Now, forgive my ignorance on this one, but were the other big breweries in San Francisco doing all malt beers as well, just a lighter form, or were they already on to adjuncts? No, there was all corn. They were, Corn okay. and rice. Yeah, in those days, I think corn was the biggest, don't you think, Mike? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know what they do these days. It'd be interesting to see what the big brewers do. I know... Um, but boy, corn was the big deal. Corn grits, and then you talk to other brewers, and they some of them were using corn syrup. Okay. But boy, there was it was rare. I think Augsburger uh, had an all malt. Uh, do you know about that, Mitch? No, just uh, you know, I know I know AB was uh, on the Budweiser products was all rice. Um, you know, and then the bush products were corn, and I think uh, you know I you know hearing Coors kind of went back and forth, and yeah, you know, corn was the big deal though because it was really plentiful in the United States. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, but all malt was rare. There were not many breweries doing all malt. I see. And now when you guys started, uh, either uh, Mike or, or Bruce, you obviously weren't really drinking uh, anything other than the hams and things like that either. So it was a new beer for you as well? Pabst was my favorite. Pabst. <laughs> JP's still a Pabst, Pabst fan. Yeah. That's right. That Over was before here. PBR. It was just Pabst. <laughs> just Pabst. <laughs> before it got the blue ribbon. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, you're right. not that old. I think it was the World's Fair of 1890. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Damn. <laughs> you're dating yourself. <laughs> you aged very well, Mike. <laughs> before I started the brewery, we would drink, um, once in a while we'd drink steam beer, but we couldn't really afford it. And um, we used to drink uh, Rainier Ale as a substitute. Um, so we, we 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 would try, you know, we we liked you know like imports occasionally, but it, we, you know, you're a student, you can't afford that. Sure, on a regular basis. So it was uh, otherwise. It was whatever was on sale. You know, the right twelve <laughs> pack of in the of of lucky in the 11 ounce bottles yeah. with the uh the rebus in the cap you know that L- listen kind of thing. that hasn't changed a bit <laughs> no by the way i mean there is now a mountain of good beer in the aisle but the college kids are still just buying the cheapest you know 12 yeah. pack there we also all got a, a case of shorts to take home every week oh you did and um after i was um finished with the uh stapling the six packs my next job was running the filler and <laughs> That filler ran so slow, it was running at 60 bottles a minute, okay. that the only way you could get the, the bottles to foam before the crown went on was to hit it yourself. Really? So I had... <laughs> each one? Each one. <laughs> I had a, a conveyor a rod in my hand, and every bottle I would hit just before the crown went on, because it's going 60 bottles a minute. That's right. pretty slow. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, you should know that Mike's a drummer now. He also has carpal tunnel. Yeah. But he's a drummer in one of those rowboats that just goes boom, boom. He's not <laughs> taking proper rhythm. credit, though, because uh, it was an old Meyer filler where the, the bottles, uh, when they were, were leaving the filler, they'd fall down by gravity, and they would fall at different rates of speed, and some would fall fast, and they would start to foam okay. sooner than others. So Mike had to hit every bottle with a different uh, different yeah, force right. to get wow. it. Wow, isn't that true? That's true. <laughs> That's but, true. but I wanted to say that, that um, if I'm looking over the short pile, and maybe someone's got a party planned that weekend, right? Yeah, you're the I'm man. I'm in complete control. <laughs> yeah, you're, harder. yeah. <laughs> you're forgetting to hit every third bottle. Yeah. No, no, no. I hit them harder. Oh, I yeah. See. yeah. That's <laughs> right. Do they slip you a twenty? They go, hey, look, we got a party coming up. Here's a I couple. didn't need the 20. Yeah, I was right. going to the If we party. had a 20, we yeah. wouldn't have cared about the well, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a saw buck. Let me uh, take some cases home. Well, that was my next question. Was your was your flat of beer each week in lieu of pay, or that was a, a no, bonus? No, no. no okay. it, was, it was a great job. You, okay. you know, and that was motivation. I, I, I told you that I, I had a friend that worked there, and I was taking over for him because he was going to move. But we had had about eight or nine months of, of getting used to having free beer. And... That that <laughs> case a week was kind of a nah, it was flexible. It could be more. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, depending so, on how well Mike was doing yeah, down there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was everybody's friend. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I can see I can see what you mean. You were like, Well shit, one of us better go get a job yeah. there. What are we gonna do now? All right. Uh, I'm gonna have us take a quick break. 
uh, so I can take care of a couple more sponsors here. But when we come back, we're going to find out what exactly steam beer is. Yeah, I'm not sure I even know this answer, and I love this beer, and I don't know that if you asked me directly, I could give well, you the answer. I've so, heard some things. Can, yeah. I've heard some things, but uh, you know, we'll see if we can clear it up. I hope you guys I don't have know. the answer. How much <laughs> time do we have to come up with the answer? Yeah, you got about, about six minutes. Yeah. All right, we can do it. We, we have a that. few <laughs> answers, and we'll we'll go over them. All right, fair enough. And we'll talk about more Anchor Beer when we come back, too. The Christmas Ale is a wonderful one we should yes. be talking about. If you've got questions, 888-401-BEER, or hit the chat room and ask Bebo. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewing Network. Brewing Network. Wazzaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer. And start brewing from the top tier. Hilo, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We are hanging out with the Anchor Brewing guys and having a good time doing it. Getting a little beer history in us. And got a um, lot of beer history, man. Reminds me of how dumb I am about the craft beer scene. As, and stuff. As long as I've been doing this, um, all six years of it, compared to their hundred or so together combined. I mean, except for Mike, who's revealed that he is over a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> so it's real fun to listen to these stories. And we got Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company hanging in here. I got to give a shout to uh, uh, Dave from Stone who brought me my favorite cheese in America right now. It's the stinkiest cheese I can find here. Craft Singles. Right. Yes, Craft Singles. <laughs> it is really stinky. Uh, Almost threw up. Red Hawk from uh, Cowgirl Creamery, and it it's real smelly. I just have a piece of it here just so I can smell it all through the show. <laughs> so if I start talking about Anchor being sour or funky, we'll know it's the That's cheese what it is. and not the beer. Uh, so thank you to Dave from Stone for bringing out the good stuff to us. I appreciate that. All right. So I said before the break that I wanted to find out about Anchor Steam. Yes. And uh, who wants to tackle telling me what it means to be a steam beer? Mark. Anybody want to go first? Or? Uh, Mark, I think. You know, <laughs> they're all leaving it to me. You know, that's that's one of the things we always joke about is is people who uh, come on a, on a tour and you show people around and you always get to the point of, why, why do you call it steam beer? Okay. And Mark's the guy to answer that, I think. You know, okay. <laughs> well, why the name? Uh, there's, there's a lot of different stories, but the, uh, I'm going to tell the one that I like because it, it rings true to me. And, um, uh, you know, before the gold rush in California, there were no breweries, believe it or not. In fact, before the gold rush, I think it was like 7,000 non-Native uh, uh, Americans in, in, in California. And with the gold rush, I mean, it was this huge influx of people. Hmm. Brewers right behind them um, to, to make their money. And they were brewing in very crude ways. Uh, there were, refrigeration had not been invented yet. Uh, it was taking time to get to uh, harvest ice, build ice houses. So they were making beer without without uh, refrigeration, and uh, which worked in San Francisco. But you couldn't do that in the Central Valley for sure. You know, because right. it would just get it would just get too warm. And they used very shallow open fermenters, um, and uh, they used a cool ship uh, to to cool the wort. 
and then moved it to a fermenter with a very similar design that, to just uh, allow the, the heat to go away. Okay. And uh, you could honestly do that in San Francisco. It, it, we have, uh, uh, in our fermenting room today, we actually cool the air or heat the air coming in to maintain 61 degrees. But at the old brewery, before we moved, we didn't. We was, and we made a very consistent beer um, just using the, the, the environment. So you still just to for a second because you said you still moderate the temperature. You still use open fermenters then. We are all yeah. open fermentation. Yeah, okay. for our steam beer and our ales. Okay, um, and uh, with with no cooling on the the fermenters at all except for air. Really? Huh? Just controlling the ambient temp in the room. Correct. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And so it really is, that is the steam beer tradition. Uh, for a consistent beer, we try to maintain 61 degrees in our steam beer room. And quite honestly, I think we're heating the air more days than we're cooling the air. I see. Um, San it, Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> it, it, it's true. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, so it, there, there was this beer and they were serving it on draft. And they wanted it to be carbonated. You know, lager beer was coming on, and and uh, so they would croisen these individual barrels before going out to the bars. And they would build up. They would go through their croising process, and they'd build up a lot of CO two. Mm. Now the the um, bars weren't didn't have refrigeration. They may have had ice, but uh, if you look at the old. Um, uh, tap systems that they, they really had to run fairly warm. And it's just like if we had a keg today that you're tapping too warm, you're going to get a lot of foam. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they would, they would fill these glasses and they'd have a lot of foam. And someone said it looked like you were trying to fill a glass with steam. Uh, you have to keep in mind that steam was very modern in those days, uh, the steam engine and, and, huh. and whatnot. And it just took on this nickname. There's other stories, but I like that one because it it yeah, really does yeah. ring true to me, you know. That's kind of like an iPad joke now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Steam was the iPad. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> listening with your iPad too? Yeah. <laughs> right. Fancy pants? <laughs> yeah. Or just the fact that and and then Steam was a modern technology and just to call a beer Steam beer kind of make it trendy and happening and now. Yeah. Oh. That's a good point, and it's so <laughs> funny do. to think of it now because I I think of Anchor Steam as such a historic beer, but which, not that historic, which you're right? describing as a as a cutting edge, uh, yeah. you know, way to yeah. describe it back then. Yeah, and and Steam uh, it just stuck around, you know. And our brewery was the only one to survive prohibition. Uh, we don't have any really good facts, uh, although in the past few years I've. I've uh, talked to some older people who uh, lived in the Petrero Hill area where our, our brewery was located, is located now, but was located in the past. And uh, they've talked about uh, during Prohibition, it was a big Slavic community that they would always have steam beer at their at their weddings and whatnot, you know, because the brew is close by and it was cheaper than other beers in those days. Now, okay. we're, now we're more expensive. So we think, uh, I think they must have just made beer throughout pro, uh, Prohibition. Uh, we don't have any real facts on that, but I just find it hard to believe that the brewery could have shut down for all of Prohibition and, and then afforded to start back up again. Right. Okay. So it, I had uh, explanations you know, that are a little more technical. I've always heard it having something to do with the yeast, that it's a lager yeast but fermented warm. Yeah, there's, you know, there's all kinds of stories out there about that, but uh, uh, it, lager, you know, uh, ale temperatures and whatnot, but... Quite honestly, um, in before lager beer, all beers were made the same. 
okay. and after lager beer, now brewers had to come up with names for the old beers. In Germany, Altbier or Kolsch, because they weren't lagers. They, I'm sure they didn't call them Altbier before there was lager. Yeah, good point. It was just beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and so those names didn't have to come around in, until there was lager beer. Okay. And, uh, and and like I say, all beers were fermented at the same temperature or pretty much around the world. It's funny, I was just at a brewery the other day where they, they ferment in the high, they start their fermentation in the high 60s. I thought, boy, now there's a ale temperature, you know, we're, yeah. we, we're, we start at about 61. It'll climb with our steam beer and it'll climb to the, the low seventies and then, and, and then, and then go back down from there in the primary fermentation. Okay. Hmm. Now, is it difficult to control that temperature? It would seem to me, I guess you guys have dialed it in over 140 years of being a brewery, but it would seem to me that controlling that temperature with just ambient room temperature is a difficult task. It, you know, it's really not because uh, um, it, it, with the shallow fermenter, it's as if you if you take a cup of coffee and it's really really hot, and you pour it in a saucer and and let it sit there for a second, and blow across the top, and mm. pour it back in your cup. It's going to cool down really fast. Okay, uh, and that's the same thing with our fermenters. You just have our the depth of our fermenter is only about a foot to eighteen inches. Okay, uh, it looks and, so much bigger on tour. Well, it does yeah. because but uh, see if you have to see them when they're empty. Uh, because they're sitting up on a stage so we can clean them, you know, because you, you don't want to be down on the floor right. uh, uh, scrubbing the walls of the fermenter. So yeah. they do look much deeper sitting on the stages they're sitting on, huh. but, the, but the liquid itself is only about a foot to 18 inches deep. Okay. But you're right, it is very important to control the temperature, and the starting temperature is important, and that's what we adjust. Okay. And then, and then it just kind of free rises up to to seventy one. You say correct because that's what happens. With correct the heat of if, if we pitch the yeast right and you got the same amount of yeast in there, it's going to go to the same temperature, right, Mike? Okay, right. Hmm. All right. And Mike, Mike's responsible for counting those yeast cells, make sure that they're all in there at the right numbers. <laughs> right. Now, uh, how about this this yeast? Uh, are is it all grown and and taken care of and done all right there in the anchor lab and has been uh, since the beginning? Not since the beginning, but Mark, do you remember the last time we started up some new yeast? I don't. No, no. It, it, <laughs> it, it's truly, it's truly been, you know, twenty, hmm. twenty years, twenty five wow. years. That's the one thing we do differently is we keep repitching and repitching and repitching. Really? Huh. But at, I mean, but you are testing this yeast. I, I, at some point, it's not mutating and turning into some other kind of yeast, and then you have to have a new starter. It, like I said, we did twenty years ago yeah. or something. No, no if you take it, care of your yeast, yeah, and and wash it. We do wash it with acid. Okay, and and keep your eye on it. It'll last forever. Wow. I wish Joe Wadies were uh, alive in here because uh, Joe had this. People say about yeast mutating, and, and Joe Wadies was a great brewing chemist, and and um, he had a great chart that he would do, and he'd say you'd pitch it, pitch a yeast, and it grows and grows and grows, and you're getting so many cells every time that uh, uh, if there were a mutant cell in there, it wouldn't stand a chance living in in against all these others around it, you yeah. know. They're no, the thing well. about yeast buds, right? It, it multiplies by budding. So, in one generation, half of your yeast cells are one are, are one generation, and then half of the other half are just two generations. Okay. So most of 
all yeast is pretty much new. It's brand new. I see. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we'll we pitch uh, in a steam beer brew, what, 35 gallons, Mike? 15. 15. And, uh, and we'll harvest five times that. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just by krausening off the top. Yeah, correct. Mean. Okay. Well, no, it, 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 with the steam beer, uh, when we drop the beer out of the fermenter, uh, after three days, we have a nice thick layer on the bottom of the fermenter that we harvest. Okay. Uh, it, because the yeast has so such a short distance to fall uh, that when it finishes fermenting, we get a nice big layer. Got it. So you take that out, clean the fermenter again so that you can pour beer back in there to cool to pitching temp. Right. And then you'll just throw it right, right. back in right. again. Okay. Well, hang on a second. So you guys are saying that that like yeast mutation and stuff is not a concern in your in, in, at Anchor it, Brewing, right? It, knock on wood, it, it has not. It don't yeah. jinx yourself now. I'm right. Not, well, yeah. That's why I'm knocking Things on Things are happening wood. right now. And, and, and Mogwais are getting and, wet. And, uh, uh, I always had Joe Wadies to back me up in the past, but <laughs> but we think it, no, we think our yeast is the same yeast, quite honestly. Okay. I mean, t- that, that kind of blows my mind. I mean, uh, you know, uh, after all the interviews, interviews that we've done and all the you know yeast people we've had on and it just seems like uh yeah i don't know it seems um well mitch may speak to that budweiser i mean they send out fresh yeast from st louis all the time but every uh, week every week we we would um we would change about uh we would not try to get to double digits as far as generations and my understanding is very strain specific uh you know some Uh, strains handle it a lot better you know with with budweiser was actually two different strains in the culture so you'd get a situation where one strain would kind of take over the other um you know and it's stone what we see because our beers are so big is the yeast just gets tired after about 10 or 11 generations it doesn't it changes fermentation performance in the bigger beers and so we bring in a fresh culture and kind of mix it in but my you know there there are a lot of breweries out there that have never never brought in new cultures it's mm. not that unusual and huh. um you know i think i my opinion is very strain specific and the 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 straining of the yeast itself is a yeah. good point that's most often what we hear less than than mutation although mm-hmm. we certainly have heard mutation right. when other people come talk about it but it is you're right mitch that it's more often that we hear well our yeast gets tired because it's brewing our our double ipa time after time yeah i mean and, that's you know that's one thing we looked at when i first got there and and you know by about the 12th generation if we were pitching a, a 12th generation yeast into a ruination ipa it would not ferment as well as it did when it was third or fourth generation and and it just was a pattern that we saw repeating and so we just kind of set this you know 10 generation limit at stone okay i mean that that makes more sense i think if it's strain specific so here's the other part though that that uh that freaks me out about the open fermentation part so i really enjoy sour beer i'm a sour beer nerd love it so get all that junk in there and i love that beer so here you have open fermenters and the same yeast for, for years and years and years. Do you have to walk into this fermentation room in a hazmat suit to keep things clean? Or does the beer naturally do this by having a croisin on top? Or you tell me. How does it stay clean? Yeah, exactly. The croisin. Just that cap. There, there's a foam full of CO2 protecting the whole fermenter. Pushing out, essentially. Yeah. So nothing's going to jump in right. as it's pushing out. Exactly. What about when fermentation slows toward the end and there's not a, I guess then there's still a cap, but it's not pushing out anymore, is it? At the very end. Now fermentation has stopped, I assume, as you transfer it out of these this primary vessel. We're only there for three days. Okay. All right. 
Hmm. And because is it, we, do we finished start, in three days? Or yes, has to fi- because we start at 60 degrees. It's fast. Yeah, okay. All right. So it's done in three days. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I've always insisted that if you, if you give me clean wort and a clean fermenter and clean yeast, I'll give you clean beer uh, in an open room. Okay. Um, uh, we do. That's water- a T-shirt, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be a T-shirt. Yeah. It's inauguration speech. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. a Jay Brooks brewing quote right there. Yeah. Come on. We uh, we were talking about lab equipment uh, earlier, and, and I think two of the most important, or many of the most important things you do are very very simple. You know, we we do a sterile wort sample on every brew. Where you, we we use a small sterile beaker and we take a, a, some of the cold wort that with no yeast in it, and then we uh, set it aside for three or four days. And if we taste it and it's still sweet and good, we know that that uh, wort was uh, clean. If it's if it's sour or or uh, something's wrong with it, we know we it's we have to do something. We have to find right. out why it's going bad. Uh, we also do a rapid fermentation. On every brew, another simple step where you just in twelve hours you see how low the fermentation's going to go, and uh, so with those two things, I mean it just those simple steps like that you can you can keep a clean environment and keep the brew going. I think our yeast washing system is uh, works well for us and and uh, we do have to stay on that we don 't go more than a couple generations without washing the yeast uh, okay. Correct. Yeah. So you do still, do, yeah. As you mentioned, you make sure that that's clean. Yeah. We also filter the air that we um, cool or heat into the fermenting room is okay. filtered. So it's yeah. So it's not just pouring in from the San right. Francisco. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> See now that you, you said just real quick. Now that you've mentioned those two tests, you know, leaving the, the word out, and now I I truly realize how filthy my my home brewing process is. Yeah. Because if I leave a hydrometer out overnight from my sample, you know, on Saturday when I go. Taste it on Sunday. It's already shit. It's fermenting. It's and done. It's, it's, it's terminal I'm, right I'm there. I'm talking 12 hours here. Yeah. So I truly know how filthy my homebrew process is right now by you saying that test. Yeah, and it's a good test that anyone can do. I mean, really, that's, yeah. it's a great test. Yeah. Now, I went into a brewery in England. In fact, it's this brewery right here, the Colonel uh, uh, Brewing Company. And we had a, uh, Phil was here and brought us a couple of their beers. Colonel and it's with a, a K, not a C. Colonel with a K. Yeah. Uh, it's a very <laughs> tiny brewery, almost a, a homebrew system, it looks like, just a, a big homebrew system. And I walked into this uh, uh, warehouse... Um, which had beer on the floor and everything else, just like a, a, a brewery might. And he, it was fermenting away, open, in a tall vessel with Croizen coming out the top. And I was kind of uh, flabbergasted. I, I thought, God, his, his beer must be terrible when I first walked in there. He's just letting it, it's in a warehouse, just... And I asked him about it. I, I wasn't rude, but I, I asked. You know, I said, I just said, you're not worried about that that being open. And and he did explain the same thing. He said, there's well, there's CO2 bursting out of it, and there's a cap on it, and it's and it'll be fine. And I still didn't really buy it until I tried his beer, and it was wonderful. It was great beer. And now you know, you guys also telling me the same thing. I'm I'm really starting to buy it. And their whole country's refrigerated. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> And much cleaner. Uh, well, I, I was fascinated then. I'm still fascinated you telling me this now because I, I just think fermentation is such an interesting uh, process. Hey, Mike, you said that they, uh, they you filter the air that's going into the fermenting room. But when I was there for the 140th anniversary, I was doing uh, a couple of interviews in the room. And there were, you know, five or six of us standing in there and breathing and, you know, burping and doing whatever we do. And I guess it just doesn't matter. Or... 
What doesn't matter? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> the I mean, air. Well, the, the air coming out of us isn't filtered. So that's, it, that's correct. It's not a problem. But again, you know, the, the, the fritter itself is protected by the foam on top. Right. We've got really tiny little tight bubbles. Um, it looks like cream on top. And, and that, that croissant is full of CO2. See, I should have warned you, though. With Scott, you probably should have thrown that beer out. We did. <laughs> we, we dumped all that beer after he <laughs> yes, left. You know. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> that <Yeah>. vinegar. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this is good stuff. It's uh, fascinating to hear about uh, the process, too. It's almost too fascinating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's three shows worth, so we can, oh. we'll keep Oh, well, that's that. good. Yeah, good. <laughs> So I had one of our, uh, our listeners, we have listeners all over the world, and uh, one of our listeners from Denmark wrote in and had some questions for you guys about single-hopped beers. Is that that's something you're doing now, where you're just single-hopping beers um, in terms of only one hop variety throughout the whole beer? Yes, uh, but we've been doing that for years you have? Uh, okay. uh, for, with a, a number of our different beers. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I've off, I've kind of found it amusing that all of a sudden we're <laughs> yeah. single hopping. Yeah, what oh. is that? It's yeah. a new thing. We've I always see. done yeah. that. Yeah. I <laughs> think what well so is tour is the one who wrote in, and I think what he's saying is not necessarily about you guys. Actually, he's saying that recently it seems like a lot of other microbreweries are following suit and doing single hop experiments. Well, see, they copy us all the time. Copy. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard of it from other breweries where they're attempting to teach consumers about hops and what different varieties do. Because so many crap breweries have tons of hops in them and maybe we never get to learn about what each one does. Yeah. The, the, um, we, our two most recent beers, um, our Humming Ale and our Breckles Brown Ale, uh, are both uh, single hopped and uh, delicious beers. And, and mm. they came about because we ran across... Uh, Two hops that we were interested in and really found found interesting, um, and so we wanted to work with those and, and make a beer. Uh, it wasn't so much that we we're out to single hop. Although I will say these days, you know, there's such a trend towards really high alcohol beers and very highly hop beers. Um, I don't have a problem with the highly hop beers, but I I do have a bit of a problem with the the high alcohol beers. Um, and I don't think it's my old age. Uh, the, 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 yeah, I like to drink quantity. Yeah, uh, you know, and no matter what I'm drinking, my elbow goes at a certain rate. And, and right, and, you can't help that. Exactly, it, it's out of my control. <laughs> and and I've always enjoyed being in England, where you have big twenty ounce pints. But uh, and you can drink them all night, and yeah. you can make it home. You'll you'll have a good buzz going, but sure. you can still make but it. You home. can walk. So uh, that's one thing that we've tried to do: just make interesting beers, but not horribly high in alcohol. Our Breckel's Ale is about six mm-hmm. percent. It's not low in alcohol, yeah. uh, but but it's it's uh it's I think it's got a wonderful uh, the Citra Hop. I just fell in love with, and 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 uh, I just thought that was a, a great beer. You know that. Uh, it came across real well, and they're humming it with the Nelson Savan, the New Zealand hops. I love that beer. Oh man, That's such a good isn't beer. that great? Yeah. It's just fabulous. You know, when we ran across that, it just kind of blew us away, and yeah. we figured we've got to use this hop. You know, so it sounds to me though that you were trying to educate yourselves about the hop then by only using that in the beer, or did you know right away? Well, this is all we want. We just want to use this. Hop. Uh, no, we, we, a little bit of what you said, but okay. uh, but uh, you know, I figured. 
all these hops provide bitterness. Uh, and if you add them early in the boil, you're going to get the bitterness without any of that flavor. So does it, Mitch may have a different opinion, but does it really matter than which hop you're using it at the very beginning, you know, and, and then at the end, you're going to get all that aroma. Okay. And that's where we want it, it, to take advantage of the Nelson Savannah and the, and the, um, Citra and those type of hops. Okay. And personally, I've been kind of on a little, uh, uh, mission now to find other interesting hops you know? great so mitch i i would like you to address that because it's something that's come up on the show quite a bit in the last year or so where brewers have started to admit uh or, or just or state that uh, hey yeah we don't care what the bittering hop is as long as we get the ibus um you know i kind of agree with mark i i think it depends on the hop that you're using for bittering i i know because of the hop shortage we've had to change our bittering hops and and certain hops carry the flavor a little bit more even though you're boiling them for 90 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. other hops are just very clean bittering hops and it and, and it doesn't make a huge difference you know magnum nuggets i think those are great clean bittering hops we had to go to uh, columbus for a while uh, and that's a hop that the flavor carries over, and oh, okay. and and so we had to kind of back off and and blend back a little bit when we had to go to Columbus uh, as a bittering hop. Uh, but I'm with Mark. You know, it's it's uh, you know Citra and and, and Nelson Savin. Those are hops that we're very interested too. We're kind of approaching it the same way. We're not going to use those for bittering. We're going to use them for flavor and and probably a dry hop and and. Uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got a nice amount for this year. Uh, you may see it in the beer coming up in about six months. Hopefully, Great. all goes well. I'm a huge fan of the Citra beers too. I haven't had a bad one yet. So yeah, it's a nice hop. It's it's wonderful. So while we're on the hopping, then and and where you do it, there another thing that that's come up on the show is a, a couple uh, brewers have said. Um, well, we've kind of started to leave out the 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 thirty minute edition, the middle edition, feeling like it was a little unnecessary. They could either do a little more on the bittering side if they were looking to get bitterness out of it, or a little more on the aroma side at the end to get to get flavor out of it as well. Do you, do any of you think that the, the that middle edition is kind of redundant, or is it still necessary to make a complex hop character? Well, it's easy to do. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Why change? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys have middle editions on, on your beers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Mitch? You know, it's funny. We don't at Stone. When I got to Stone, I was surprised to see that, that Steve and Lee were doing one single big hop edition at the beginning of the boil and then just doing a Whirlpool hop edition. Mm-hmm. And it works for our beers. You know, our beers are very hop forward, and we, and we also, you know, we dry hop a lot of our beers. So any middle hop edition, you know, any, any flavor you're getting from that is going to be kind of wiped out by the dry hop anyway. Uh, but I think there's some value to it. You get you get different things, you know, with different different edition times. One of the uh, collaboration beers, the the one that we did with with Cambridge, uh, and uh, who did we do that with? Uh, um, Brewdog. Hmm. You know, we hopped that thing continuously. We were adding hops in the kettle every every ten minutes. You know, during a ninety minute boil, and wow. that you know the hop character was totally different. You know, so I do think it it adds value. You know, if you're brewing a real hop forward IPA, I'm not sure it adds a whole lot but if you're brewing a beer that's you know that's got some balance and some hop characters and you want some complexity there uh i think it's valuable okay i just want to say on a personal note um 
you know, when I started saying all that stuff about low, you know, session beers, low gravity beers, everyone on this show and on most of our listeners called me a pussy. <laughs> but now I feel vindicated. Right. Well, right when, now. Well, Mark's right much, now. much more likable. So when he mentions it, <laughs> I know. Mark, I get, we, I, you have to you have to be my PR guy. <laughs> no problem. All right, good. Because <laughs> I, I I love that. I loved I loved hearing it, and and your reasons were were. Uh, much more easier to swallow than mine were. Um, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I, I like the, the lower the lower alcohol beers, man. It's yeah. just, um, yeah, I like drinking. I like the flavor. I love drinking. Beer like Acres quantity. Team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they're going to come back. Yeah. The other thing uh, is... It, it, yeah, well, those session beers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing the Sunday session. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and brew houses historically have always... Uh, uh, German brew houses and I think English brew houses have always been geared to uh, no more than about four percent by weight, five percent by volume. Um, in in our brew house, uh, we have a problem that if we want to do a high alcohol beer, we we, we can't fill our kettle. Uh, and I think that the new brew houses being built today are being built with that adjustment in hmm. because of the trend of higher alcohol beers. Right. So I hmm. now. I also love session beers. Yeah. I'm not opposed to to the high alcohol beers if it doesn't taste like alcohol. I rarely will drink liquor. I, I, I'm not really a Scotch guy or anything else. I don't enjoy that that burning uh, hot flavor of liquor itself. That's too bad. So even the beers that I like, like a, I, I agree, I really wish I could yeah. enjoy it. But even the, so, like a like a nice bourbon barrel something or other, I can still really enjoy that if I'm if it doesn't. Tastes like a hot pint well, of bourbon. That is true, and uh, you, you know, you and I've talked at length about this. If if I wanted bourbon, I would have bourbon. Yeah, but if I want a bourbon barrel aged beer, then I want to have a beer that has been in a barrel that has bourbon in it. Some wood in that order. In, yeah, I don't want yeah. bourbon up front. Right, and then maybe there's a beer in there somewhere. Right. So I, I, you know, I agree. There's a balance. Also, it makes me a cheap date. You know, a couple quick twelve uh, percent beers. You know, usually we don't have to go that far. <laughs> you just, I just go yeah, and you go yeah, all right, and then, then there you go. What about Anchor Christmas? Now it, that's a higher alcohol beer, isn't it? It's a little bit higher. It's a, a about six percent by volume. Okay, um, and uh, it has a wonderful history. Uh, I will. I'll start it, and these other guys can fill it in when they came in the, the picture. But um, it it started in uh, 1975. Uh, in we came out with our Liberty Ale in 1975 to celebrate the 200th anniversary of Paul Revere's ride. Okay. Um, it, it, because it, Fritz did that because it, it, we were coming up with, in 1976, the 200th anniversary of America. And that wasn't Fritz's style to jump on that bandwagon, so he went ahead with uh, to do the 200th anniversary of Paul Revere's ride. Okay. And that was our Liberty Ale. Um, and it was uh, the first dry hopped ale in America. Um and then the, that same year, uh, it was only a one-time release. It wasn't a full-time product. But then that same year, we came out with our Christmas ale, and uh, that was a version of uh, uh, an evolution of that of the uh, Liberty Ale, and uh, and it went on that way for many years. That we kept evolving the Liberty Ale until um, the early '80s when we switched to. Uh, a brown ale and then the spice tails, but I shouldn't take up the whole mic. Uh, 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 maybe Bruce or Mike. What was the first Christmas sale you guys did? Well, the first the first one I was there for was 1980, and those those Christmas those 
last few Christmas sales before it turned into uh, uh, brown ale, they, they were some hoppy beers. You oh, know? yeah. And especially for that, you know, you kind of tr- try to think of, you know, would you still think it was incredibly hoppy now? But I think a few of those in the early 80s, you, you would think okay. still. I, and I remember some of them, you know, for our Christmas party, they were dry hop, but we would we would also dry hop a Golden Gate keg even more and to serve at our Christmas party and um, and they they were they were interesting beers, but like Mark said, they they were kind of based on that that first Liberty Ale. Okay, so were they hard to sell since you know 1980? Not a lot of hoppy beers out there, right? I don't know. We're, we're, we're in sales. Yeah. <laughs> right. Didn't seem like we had any left over. I don't you know. know. Oh, you know, in, in those days... Uh, we, we didn't did, have anyone in we, sales. Didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, weren't, we weren't brewing that much, and uh, Fritz refused to release it uh, before Thanksgiving, so it was a very short selling season. So, uh, But it all sold out. I mean, that was the beauty of it. By right. January 1st, it was gone. Yeah. Now, were were you just using more of the same hops, or were you also using bringing in different varieties then? Yeah, by, by those uh, days, we were pretty much settled on the Cascade. We uh, we okay. we really liked the Cascade hop, and uh, it uh, it from Vera in the seventies. I mean, it became it became the the Christmas ale hop, the Liberty ale hop. Um, it was suggested to Fritz by a, a hop grower named John Siegel. Okay. It was a good friend, and he said you ought to try this because no one was really using it as an aroma hop, and uh, uh, and so we did. And uh, you guys know what happened. I mean, it, the last time I was in England, there's beers made with Cascade hops in England, France, Belgium. Oh yeah, everywhere. I yeah, mean, it's it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I just went to Fuller's when I was back there and was really surprised to see a big bag of Cascade. Really at right Fuller's? There at Fuller's, absolutely amazing. And I got to try. Uh, uh, some IPAs that they're working on, West Coast IPAs that they were working on. They hadn't released any of them yet, but I got they kind of took me into their lab where they brought out several very, very hoppy uh, uh, Fuller's beers that they were experimenting with trying to find the right one to release out there in England. Do they have some uh, uh, commercial products with Cascade Hops at now? I think he said they do. I think he said they are now using it. Yeah. After all those years of making fun of uh, American micros and, and the hop characters, <laughs> exactly. too piney, yeah. too uh, yeah, yeah. The citrusy. Everyone it? falls in line at some yeah. point or another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the the brewing revolution did start right here in 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 California in San Francisco at Fritz Maytag's door uh, when we made our porter in uh, 1973. There was not one porter being made in England. Um, Roger Protz, the beer, in case wow. you have English uh, listeners right now and they're going to get do. up in arms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Roger Protz, the beer writer, told me that uh, years later. And uh, I checked with uh, uh, Michael Jackson, the beer writer, to s- see if he felt that was true also. And he said, yes, it was. So I have those two guys telling me that. That's what I mean. <laughs> that they had stopped producing that style for a period of time. Is what yeah. There were none yeah. being brewed yeah. in England. And, and, uh, and then you know the the beer revolution really came from America back to England and now there's unbelievably good beers in England all, all oh, yeah. over the place yeah. also um the the price of entry into the brewing world is much less in England than here uh because mm. you you're, you all you need is an open fermenter and from there into the cask for real traditional brewing yeah. and out to the bar right. i mean look at here you, you you're going to have to have if you're going to have to bottle it 
you know, and uh, you're going to have to filter it. And you're going to have to carbonate it. You're going to need pressure vessels and whatnot. Right. Hmm. So, um, yeah, you can get. It's much easier, I think, to get in the brewing business, and consequently, there's a number of of wonderful little breweries uh, yeah, over yeah. there. I was just uh, not long ago visiting a. Uh, more beer, M O O R. I was there also, mm-hmm. Justin. Just, yeah, he was great, on our show. It's and, good beer, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. A, and a very uh, simple brewery that he yes, has. Yes, yes, yeah. it's a prime example. And, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of little breweries like that starting up. Yeah, do you no, just I call think... the English simple? Because I feel that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, but good. his brewery is definitely simple. And I, I think you make a good point that is a little easier. I don't know if you've ever been to the Stone Brew House, but apparently you need like a palace of stainless steel now. It is to... like the Fortress of Solitude, but <laughs> made of stainless it's instead gorgeous. of ice. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> kind of like the Emerald City, except it's all stainless. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's amazing in that brew house now. <laughs> so you said that Liberty was the first uh, American dry hopped beer. But you had this was a technique you took from English brewers, right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Fritz Maytag early on uh, d- d- made a trip to England to look at ales, and he, he wanted to make an ale. Um, when he went to uh, uh, school, high school, he did it in the East Coast, and he was familiar with the some of the older uh, East Coast ales, Ballantines, and and a few of those. And he wanted to learn about ales, so uh, he and Gordon McDermott from our brewery went to to England. I believe it was nineteen seventy four was the first trip, and hmm. and um, visited a number of little breweries, and uh, um, and he learned about dry hopping, uh, which he brought back. It he also learned about barley wines. Uh, hmm. He he was in a couple different pubs um, where. It, it might be some little old lady in the corner having this little tiny bottle of beer, and he'd ask about it, and and the the bartender would kind of make fun of it. Oh, that's barley wine. That's you know for little old ladies. Something, you know, people, people don't drink that, you know. And, right. And and but that's right down Fritz's alley. You know, something that's that's really out of style. And uh, so he said, "Well, let me have one." And so when he came back from that trip. Uh, he said, "Look, we're going to make some ales. We're going to make a dry hopped ale, and we're going to make a barley wine." And um, none of us knew really what a barley wine was. And Fritz went on to describe it, and and he said they they all had humorous names uh, like Old Roger, or, or, right? Uh, um, old Nick, you know, just and uh, it was always named after the old lady's husband. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> drinking it apparently. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> So it's actually one of our brewers, uh, Phil Canaveri, came up with Old Foghorn. Oh, nice. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, A and, wonderful beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And came up with the name. Fritz came up with the recipe. Yeah, but okay. it, it was a great name for it, especially in San Francisco. And so, as you mentioned, that's got to be a really difficult beer for you guys to make because of the size of, is it the size of your kettle that makes that high alcohol beer difficult or the size of your mash tun, both, I guess? It's three mashes. It's three. Three mils in one batch. Okay. Wow. No kidding. What a big pain in the ass. You guys must hate that beer. <laughs> well, we hate to throw it away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how do you do the small beer then? So if you have the three, if you're doing three mashes for for one kettle batch, uh, don't you? I mean, isn't that the small beers where you take the you do a second running through the through the grain? Of yeah, the we could barley? probably make three small beers out of a barley wine, but yeah. we don't. Wow. Okay. But Mike, describe the process because when we first made barley wine, we couldn't make uh, small beer. But uh, describe the change, Mike. 
What do you mean? The change? <laughs> CTK. Yeah, why well, can... Oh, right. Yeah, we have a yeah. holding tank. Well, yeah, we have a holding tank now. <laughs> between, um, between our... our oh. Yeah, between the louder ton and the kettle, we have a holding tank, so I it, it speeds up our brewing process, so we can do five brews in a day. Interesting story is that um, the first time we, we decided to make a small beer, it wasn't very small. Oh, really? <laughs> we throw away so much sugar that the, uh, the first small beer wasn't very small, but it still didn't taste very good you know we decided that we needed to make a small beer where the original was low enough to be a traditional small beer okay and uh and he just so, wasn't working we, yeah <laughs> but um yeah I, we, we could have gotten a, a 12-4 original with the first small beer wow <laughs> yeah but, but mike mike's point is that it was really quite interesting that uh, if if you make a beer save a 12-4 gravity using a combination of first and second wort, and then you make a beer of a 12-4 gravity using only second wort. Yeah. They're two entirely different beers. It, mm. it, it really is amazing. Yet, it, the, the same sugar's there, uh, but it's all from the second runnings. And, right. And it just makes an incredibly different beer. I bet. Now, same yeast on, on Old Foghorn, or do you have to bring in an, a, an, another yeast for that one? Same yeast. Same yeast, and it'll, it'll, it'll get that down to where you want it, no problem. Yes. That's one hell of a yeast you guys got well, there. Well, we, yeah, we, we have a lager yeast and we have an ale yeast. Let me get this right. And both Your are very yeast happy. is indestructible and has never been redone in the history of the world. It will brew every beer on the planet. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm yeah. getting all this right. The only way you can stop it is uh, little bits of its home planet. Or Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really the only way. Yeah. Or having Moscow into the fermentation room. <laughs> yeah. I think we've established that. Uh-huh. Even then... You do have two yeasts, though, Mark. You're yes, okay. we we have a uh, lager yeast for our steam beer, and we have our ale yeast for the others. Now, um, we do not collect the yeast from our barley wine. Uh, it, it, so uh, it, it, we don't know if you could do many generations with that yeast. We don't uh, We don't bother collecting it. Because you've beaten the crap out of it in that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, died, way to go, it died a happy death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it did. All right. Well, and that's kind of what you mentioned, Mitch, about the you know just fatigue of a of a beer like that on a right. yeast. Right. Yeah. So. We see the same thing. You know. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. All right. I now I was supposed to ask another question of you, Mark, uh, from a mutual friend of ours, Dan Gordon, uh, over at Gordon oh, yeah. Beer. Uh, our listeners love this guy. He's been on the show several times, but he brought up he he wanted me to ask you about how much help. You have given the brewing industry in, in in this area. You guys are very open over there at the Anchor Brewery. And he relayed a story to me about the very first time that Gordon Biersch brewed a beer. I think at his big brewery is what he meant in San Jose there. He went through all the trouble of having a whole keg uh, of Weinstefan yeast uh, flown over, you know, overnighted uh, by some friend back there. Sounds cheap. Uh, make everything. He brewed all night long with a stuck mash and all sorts of issues and then went, it was time to pitch the yeast. He, he opened up the vessel that it was in and it exploded all over the room and he had no yeast. And that you, Mark, uh, made an emergency trip uh, all the way down there and brought him yeast so that his first batch wouldn't be a failure. Yeah, well, it was probably Fritz Maytag. He gives, he's very generous. Okay. He was a, he, Dan's a very generous guy and a, and a great brewer. 
Um, but we've always, uh, from the very beginning, been so well received at other breweries. I mean, around the world, you show up at a brewer's door. Uh, you know, you try to tell them in advance, but if you're driving past a brewery and and you think, geez, there's there's uh, you know Thigstons or something. Let's go in. We've been so well received at brewers around the world that we we would always extend try to extend that same courtesy. Um, and brewers on the technical level have always been very helpful to each other. Hmm. Uh, you know, naturally the marketing departments uh, and the sales departments are, are not. <laughs> but the te- right. at the technical level, they are. Now, with microbreweries, that's very often the same person. So at, at some point, you have to stop the conversation. But, right. but there is a, <clears throat> a great fellowship in the brewing community. Um, uh, amongst brewers, especially in the technical side, to just be as helpful as you can possibly be. Sure, and in the small niche, you know, you know that craft brewing is obviously growing uh, every year. Uh, it, it's a little hard to consider yourselves competitors uh, at all times. I would imagine. I don't know about that. I think uh, every beer out there is our competitors. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, and and uh, it, you know, it, it, but. Uh, it, they're good competitors, and sure. we just have to do our job. I mean, that's life. You right, know? right. Everybody's got to sell beer. Exactly. Luckily, plenty of us are helping you sell beer. That's true. <laughs> because, As you look at me, yeah. the fat guy. <laughs> the fat kid yeah. in the room. Well, I, I mean, I just saw the Brewers Association numbers again, and it seems like year after year there's 10% growth in the craft beer industry, so we're just selling more and more of it, uh, which is great. Obviously. Yeah, it really is an amazing trend, isn't it? I mean, Mitch yeah. certainly was on the other side of a Budweiser, and, and now it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the microbrewing business. Back. Thank you. It's, it's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it truly is an amazing trend, you know. And, and it, it's funny. I was talking with a, a former coworker at Budweiser at the Craft Brewers Conference, and he said, and he's doing consulting work now with some uh, uh, several breweries in the Midwest, and he, he said, you know, it's a lot... He's from England, and he, he goes, you know, it's a lot more fun riding up the escalator than down. And, and I said, yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, good point. Well, years of success. They'll be fine. Uh, so can I get back to the Christmas beer a little bit um, oh. and ask, uh, that does that recipe change every year? Every time you guys produce, you put out the Christmas beer? Yes, it beer? does. You know, this is one thing that, I, that you asked um, our first Christmas ale. I don't remember. Yeah. But I remember the ones that I remember the most, and it, it makes me miss Fritz because of, of um, you know, the the tastings, the panels that Mark and Bruce and I would be part of coming up with the recipe for the new Christmas. It was just so much fun. Hmm. You know, Fritz loved it. We loved it. it it's it's what it's, is that it's the like? fun of brewing. Is, you know? is that small batches being produced? What is this no. tasting panel like? It's it's deciding what we're going to do. Okay. You know, we... Um, in in the recent times, it's been so popular that we didn't want to change much, but we always wanted to change because it's fun to right. change. Right. <laughs> and so, so are we you did. bringing in the different spices to yeah, taste and smell? Exactly. And, and exactly. Are there some insane ideas that get thrown out right away? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've started to think that there are there must have been several times through your careers that you just looked at Fritz like he was insane coming in with these ideas. Oh, a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, a week? if you remember, well, like okay, spruce beer. I don't know if yeah, <laughs> you guys beer. are old enough for spruce beer, and we only got one shot at that. And oh, yeah. I remember Fritz said, you know, we're only going to do this once. It's better to have too much spruce than not enough. 
Okay. And it had plenty. It, <laughs> it, it did. Way and and too we much. took it we took it to the Great American Beer Festival and I was surprised. It was it was one of those things people either loved it or hated it. Okay. You know, and and but there were probably more people that loved it than than um hated it. You know, it was it was different. It it was something that, you know, people weren't used to and um I think it was 1989 that we did um this um Kind of a thing that I thought it, it was just perfect for it. You know, we did um, a Sumerian beer, okay, um, based on uh, uh, a hymn to the Sumerian goddess of beer, Ninkasi. And um, you know, and Fritz wasn't, you know, he wasn't really the type to do kind of a, you know, can you swear on this? You say sure, half, yeah, you're good. Half-assed, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is that a swear now? <laughs> that's not. I don't know. That's, I don't know. Fuck I, it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, we, we, you know, Fritz brought in, um, you know, uh, to, to try to research this. We had a guy from the University of Pennsylvania. We had a guy from the University of Chicago that actually translated the, the, the poem, the poem in the first place. And we used that poem and stuck to it as closely as we could and and tried to kind of convert it into into something that you know a, a brewery in 1989 could understand right but but you know fritz rented a you know one of one of the things is they they took um they took grain and and they baked it twice the you know what was it How twice many, 1500 bread, yeah. bc or whatever and did twice baked loaves and fritz rented a bakery and we made twice baked loaves of grain with honey and dates and threw it all in our mash tun and 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 wow. made it and and but that that to me that was kind of a you know like like Fritz at his best and and I think something that he really loved and you yeah. could tell that he, just the passion of really wanting to stick to as close as that interpretation of the hymn as he could get yeah uh, that's yeah. that's amazing I mean he wasn't he wasn't you know coming up with an idea to to do this to sell beer because I don't did we ever even sell it or? <laughs> right. we did we actually did remember we had the six different labels on the small bottles oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's right he did it for was it the um was it a craft brewers conference yeah it was a craft brewers you know and and you know the Sumerians you know there there was like this artwork from you know this thing from 1500 BC and they would drink it in these these big tall kind of you know earthenware things with reeds and it, you know they thought it was to get through the whatever was floating on the top so you could get down to the liquid so okay um I, this was an early craft brewers conference at the Hilton in San Francisco but so Fritz got huge i forget what size wine bottles those are yeah, um, you know they're salamans yeah who whatever knows, I don't who know. knows wine bottles yeah. <laughs> i don't know Salazar, you could there, fit yeah. on the pin of a head what we know about wine yeah, it's called <laughs> recycling yeah but but we actually got that in each in, you know this was for the the final banquet of the craft brewers conference at at you know those round banquet tables or or uh, dinner tables one bottle for 10 people and they you know and then we got you know like um lab tubing okay. so everyone had their own straw and <laughs> so it was it out. yeah yeah and, uh, but i think they found that one thing is when you have the, the bottle up higher and you start sucking and you get a you start a siphon it's not good but anyway <laughs> <laughs> right well, well, it depends on your problems. outlook on yeah. drinking that night it could but, be great but that that's one of the projects that i think of when i think of you know the stuff fritz you know really loved you know he loved historical kind of historical projects and that that was one i think one of the funnest things we we ever did it was 
Yeah. yeah. That's not, see, this is a testament of how little I, I know about Fritz. I have avoided inviting Fritz onto the show because we fuck around a lot, and he seems like such a serious brewer that I didn't want to insult his intelligence or waste his time. And so, but he, uh, I, you know, the more I hear about Fritz, the more I realize he's really at, at a great sense of humor and very creative. Yeah, he, he, believe me, he can handle it. Okay. <laughs> I've only had one interaction with a guy, like, face-to-face, and uh, it was uh, myself and Push and Sven and a couple other people went on the Anchor Tour, and uh, we happened to see him. Just kind of cruising through on the other side of that glass, you know, just cruising around doing whatever. And uh, uh, our buddy Push goes, you know, hey, uh, Mr. Maytag, can we get a, a picture with you? He goes, yeah, all right, let's go. And so us four kind of went into the thing, and, and we we're getting our picture taken, and people on the other side of the glass saw what was going on, and they started queuing up. And he goes... I'm not doing that again, man. <laughs> he's, just, he's sitting there kind of glaring yeah. at us going, well, yeah. now, look, now yeah. I'm outside yeah. talking to people. I don't want to be. I was right. doing you guys a favor. Fuck you. <laughs> it was pretty good. That's enough already. <laughs> All right. I have, I have listener questions in front of me. It looks I like bet, I got a, a phone call to uh, who's on the phone, Beeve? His name is Tom <laughs> from New York. Tom from New York. What's happening? Hey, I'm good. How are you? We're doing all right. You got a question for the anchor guys? Yeah, uh, firstly, I'd just like to say um, I've come from uh, from England, obviously, and uh, I've been drinking beer for many years, and i just say I really like Anchor, so uh, well done, guys, and a great job. Is it out there in England? Can you it, get it is out in England um, a little bit. It, yeah. yeah, there's some places in London that have some, but probably not up north where, uh, where I'm from, up near the Thigston Brewery. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I just thought I'd ask, uh, if, if Anchor wasn't around, what are all of your favorite beers uh, from, well, either the U.S. or from the U.K.? All right. Good question. Uh, you're, you're asking me, Tom? I think it sure, yeah. sounds like he's asking all of you. Yeah, what would you drink? Yeah, yeah. well, that's, a, that's a, um, uh, a tough question. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like the beer that's in front of me. Uh, and... Uh, there are so many good beers out there. Um, it, it it's just hard to uh, uh, you don't have to tolerate a bad one, you know. And and uh, you know in England what's out there? I mean, they're just fabulous beers. Uh, right now, I I happen to have a, a Gordon beer uh, Maybach, and it has it has a wonderful flavor. And there's uh, I can't say that I have any particular favorite other than Steam. Steam is probably what I drink. Well, ninety percent of the time, uh, it's the only thing we made when I started there. These other guys may um, may have an, uh, more of an answer for you than I. Anything come to mind, Bruce? Uh, I, you know, I agree with Mark. You know, there, there's uh, <laughs> whatever's in there, front. Well, you know, there's so many yeah. good beers out there now, and I, I think you know, for those of us, um, you know, who were who were you know old enough then? You know, the early days of of kind of the microbrewery thing. You know, there there were a lot of great beers, and there were a lot of not so great beers. And I think you know the 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 quality now is is really good. And it's you know, if you're a beer drinker, what better place to be than you know, the United States and Northern California? It's fantastic. But um, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I, I mainly drink our beers, but. I, you guys still like get a flat a week, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah, we do, uh, and, and and it doesn't take as much to to satisfy me as it used to, I guess. So, you know, I like right. local. When when we're traveling, I always like to drink local. Okay. Mark and I were in New Zealand for the hop harvest uh, a few months ago, and and we found some terrific beers in New Zealand. Unbelievably good beers. Yeah. 
Okay. Drink local. It's always local. You just try to grab whatever's closest. Mitch, what's your answer on that one? Uh, pretty much the same. You know, uh, local is great. Going to England and drinking the beers in England is a wonderful experience. You know, and even though we're known for making really, really hoppy and really high alcohol beers, getting a uh, fresh pulled cask in London is is a magical experience, you know, and... I, you guys are so diplomatic. I was hoping at least one of them would just be like, get Goose Island. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. something. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. No brands. No brands. Yeah. You know, I used to think that, that it was being diplomatic, but I, you know, I think it's a pretty genuine answer that most yeah. craft brewers are really just, like you said, you don't have to tolerate a bad beer, so you're drinking almost anything that tastes nice in front of you. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, you know, and that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what. You know, trying different beers, that's what this whole thing is about, you yeah, know, yeah. and and sharing beers and tasting beers that you've never had before. Yeah, yeah. All All right. Right, pardon me for yeah, interrupting just for a second. As well. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you mentioned a new beer that I've not heard of before. Is that something that's widely available? Can we get it in New York? No, it, right now it's only available on draft in uh, California, but hopefully it's going to get back there. By the way, I think I recognize this guy's voice. Uh uh, we live in an amazing time. It, cause you're still on the road? Yes. It, it, here here we are sitting here in California. He's driving from Washington, D.C. to New York and uh, uh, listening to this show. Right. And my daughter just is in the car with him and just uh, did me a, a text message saying how I, sick I sounded. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I just want to assure that I feel a lot better than I sound. <laughs> is, that, is that your son-in-law? Yeah, it's Tom. Oh, Tom yeah. and Stephanie. Yeah, uh, there you go. Stephanie, Dad's looking all right. He's not gonna. He's gonna be fine. He'll make it out of the studio. He's hired call. Hired call. Ring up, yeah, Hi, thank, yeah, thanks for calling in, Tom. It's great to hear your voice. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, I really am enjoying the show as well. Great job, guys. Terrific. Cheers, Tom. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Drive safe. Don't hurt Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Did my mom call yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the person? Yeah, I like it when the guests use the microphones like a personal intercom system. <laughs> Our show does tend to tend to be like that. We have gotten moms calling. Well, our hosts do that. Scott, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's usually wives calling in saying, enough already, boys. The show's over. Yeah. It's a Sunday night. Get him home. <laughs> yeah, get your ass home. All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I know that the anchor guys have got to go pretty soon, so um, we're going to take another break. Uh, if you've got questions, call now, 888-401-BEER. You can also hit the chat now button uh, in the, in the, on the homepage, and Bevo will send the questions over to me. I've got a few questions in front of me already that I'll ask the guys. And, uh, you know, just last few minutes to talk to the boys from Anchor Steam if you got anything to do there. We're going to go grab ourselves a beer and take care of some sponsors. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. 
Cicerone's No Beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape. We've been supplying brewers in Australia for 21 years, and for all that time we've been working to offer the best service around, including free fortnightly all-grain brewing demos, 90 varieties of malted grain from Belgium, Germany, the US, Britain and Australia, equipment from Browmasters, Kegerators and Crown Urns to the humble brew-in-a-bag bag, heaps of hops, wire yeast liquid and fermenter and Danstar dried yeast cultures, fresh work kits made at Mountain Goat Brewery and on the 200-litre Browmaster right here in the warehouse. We also sponsor and support brewing clubs and comps, the Australian National Home Brewing Conference, Aussie Home Brewer Forum and heaps more. Mostly, though, 100 years of brewing experience means that we can give you the best advice on your next recipe, your new system, or that brewing problem that needs a solution. Mention the Brewing Network next time you order online or by phone for freight free on your next order. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. Seven short minutes off California State Route 101, there lies a secret oasis for all craft beer lovers. It's relax, grilling, and chilling, bro! Relax, grilling, and chilling in Hollister, California is a craft beer lover's dream come true. Not like a creepy JP dream, like a normal craft beer lover's dream. 30 taps pouring your favorite craft beer. Visit Relax, Grilling, and Chilling on Facebook to see the most up to date beers and what's on the grill. Let us grill so you can chill. Angus burgers, filet mignon, and ribeye steaks, dogs and sandwiches, and more. Great food, great beer in a place where you can kick back and relax. Tuesdays are brewery nights. Come in to celebrate, and you're not limited to enjoying your favorite brew at the restaurant. Relax, Grilling, and Chilling has beer to go. Relax, Grilling, and Chilling. Let them grill so you can chill. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. 
Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Looks like we got some homebrew to try, huh? Fuck the homebrew. This evil twin rocks. It's good, right? Oh, my oh, God. Man. Amazing. Yeah, I went and poured another big goblet of that, too. Yeah. It's a drinker. Right. Real bright hop flavor. It's awesome. All right, 888-401-BEER. That's the phone number that you can use to give us a ring. Uh, we're, we're testing it out. Get, you know, Give Bevo a break uh, this time around as she learns how to answer multiple phone calls. Uh, let's face it. She's never been the sharpest tool in the shed. And, <laughs> and it's been, <laughs> well, sometimes it's been difficult for her to answer one phone call. Um, okay. And Kevin, what's happening, brother? How are you? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. What's going on, man? Hello? Hey, brother. Hello. Oh, hello. Again with the hellos, huh? Hi. Uh, we hear you. It's like a robo clear. Hello, can you hear me now? Hey, Kevin, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I am behind enemy lines. Yeah? Uh-oh. Why? I'm in Northern Alabama at an undisclosed location, currently drinking felony illegal homebrew. Ah, yeah. you lawbreaker. Right, What a man. jerk. Well, and, and, hypothetically, you are. You why no? Your state kind of blows, man. So I got to admit. No, I am until I find where I'm at, and then hypothetically I am. Well, we are uh, bringing the FBI in on this, so don't worry, they'll find you. Oh man! Yeah, Kevin you would do that, JP. Kevin, your state it. blows, man. What's oh, going on over God, there? God, it's horrible. Oh man, Alvin Holmes is an asshole. <sighs> yeah. Listen to the audio. Alvin Holmes is an idiot. All right, you want to stay on the line here? And, and yeah. All right, hang on the line here, Kevin. Uh, so, so here, Moscow, give us the background. What am I about to play? So, um, listener sent me a clip, uh, William, sent me a clip to the uh, video that the Brewing TV guys posted on YouTube earlier this week. And it was, a, it was audio from a, a debate that happened on the floor of the Alabama legislature. Okay, which They're is tra- in a field somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, swamp, I thought. <laughs> All right, yeah. But anyway, they're they're trying to pass this legalized homebrewing bill. It's one of only a few states left that it's still illegal. So they've been trying to legalize it, I think, for three straight years. Uh, and this was the debate amongst the legislature. So I, I pulled some audio from the guys that were arguing against legalization. Okay. Mm-hmm. And before I play, Chad, can you do me a solid and, and get our guests some chairs here? I can't stand them being so uncomfortable. Sure, sure, we got to sure. get them to sit in this, too. We have, we have uh, uh, John from Australia is is in today, and, uh, you know, he's been a sponsor. He's from the <laughs> grain, grain, and gr- grain and Grape out there. Grain and Gripe. Grain and Gripe. Yeah. Been a sponsor of the program before. And, today, you know, just plodding along at Grain and Gripe. You know, it's a it's a national holiday in Australia today, so I fully yeah. expect to listen to, to get some of our listener callers. It's National Drinking Day. I don't, I don't know what holiday it is, but... I'm pretty sure it's. A, I've been yeah. told it's a day off. And national drinking day. It's national drink. Yeah. That's every day. I thought. No. Uh, so I fully expect to hear some drunken Aussies on this on this program today. And then of course we have Chris from Heretic hanging out with us too. All right. So here's the bill being presented by uh, the sponsor of the bill, Mac McCutcheon. He's a personal hero of mine. Is right? <laughs> is well, he, is, right? he is now. <laughs> he is now. All right. Here's the bill. That isn't a porn star. He has a good name. Let's see what we get here. Solid manly name. Hey, that's his video. All right. On page 49 of the calendar, House Bill number 266 by Representative McCutcheon. The gentleman from Madison, Mr. McCutcheon. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. This bill is uh, dealing with homebrewing of uh, adult individuals that would like to homebrew beer, mead, cider, and table wine at their home. 
there's a federal law that allows people to do this, and there's 45 states already that have this legislation in place. These are not the folks that get intoxicated, that go to bars. These are people that enjoy wow. the hobby of brewing. Something. Once we got this bill booming, I realized that the state has a lot of home brewers. With that in mind, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to ask for a BIR. Isn't he wrong about that? There isn't it more than forty-five states now, or is there are there still five illegal states? No, he's wrong about the part where getting drunk and going to bars. <laughs> well, he's definitely wrong about that yeah. part. Yeah. Oh, we're, 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 I thought that too. I mean, that. I don't know if it was my place to chime in at that moment about that, but is we're, there still five states where it's that, illegal? I was wondering about yeah, that too. Yeah, I, thought I, thought it was, I thought it was down to two or three. Yeah, I thought it was. Two I think it is down to two or three. Yeah. We're sure that this isn't an old debate, right? Yeah. All right. It's a master. Well, it's the first of many misstatements and. You know, right. facts that aren't yeah. facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the proponent is probably wrong. Uh, All right, who would you like to listen to first, Matt? Let's see. Play Richard Laird first. All right. Uh, 45 states. Richard recognizes the gentleman from Randolph, Mr. Laird. Dick. Thank Laird. you, Mr. Speaker. Now, I understand what Representative McCrutchen has said. He said a lot of people, it's a hobby to them. It's a group of professional people that like to make their own beer. Now, when I was growing up, I had a fellow live next door to me who brewed homebrew in the bathtub. He had a little corking machine, and he had a little little homebrewing business. He had been in prison for a long time, and he made it with socks and bread. <laughs> well, and also, uh, realistically, uh, he wasn't using that bathtub for bathing, so right. uh, he did it for, for beering. And his wife was okay with it because she would drink directly from the bathtub. Much like their dog. It's like that Rat Pad place. They got one of them corking machines. I've seen it. Now, I've if this it. bill passes, every house in Alabama could turn into that Rat Pad in Pachaco. I don't know if you've heard of it out there in the Brew World Network of things. Now, by making beard, does he mean making meth? Because I'm pretty sure that's what you do in a bathtub. Well, I think we're going to find out that the opinion uh, among the legislature in Alabama is that we are uh, doing the equivalent of making it. It's all very, it starts getting religious. So let's hear more from uh, Democratic Representative Laird. There are Democrats in Alabama? I know, what? (laughs) Let's see. But it was strictly illegal. Really, there's no such thing as anything that's immoral or sinful any longer in our society. You know, cause accidents on the roads and because they're intoxicated. That seems to be the norm in our society, and we've accepted it. Yeah. Now, we've accepted it. Have we accepted it? Drunk driving is legal, apparently, in Alabama. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably okay there, yeah. It's the only way they can procreate anything. I mean, if you start letting them brew beer in their bathtub, what is next? You're going to let them just walk down the street with their wiener hanging out? <laughs> There's nothing acceptable anymore? Then you this won't goes know. to show you how worldly they are. The only analogy he has is what his neighbor does. I mean, it's not like he right. knows anything about the whole thing. And that yeah. was that's when he was growing up, too. That's not even now. Right. Like, well, now that's no, 89,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was 1949. Back during Prohibition. Yeah. When the earth was cooling, my neighbor, <laughs> he would take some rocks and put them in the bathtub, and all his dirt now, would wash off. What, now, what, what did this thing fail by? Didn't it fail by like 45 well, or two think, or something? We'll, we'll hear it at Sounds the like end. It, we'll find out. Oh, Sounds yeah. like it failed uh, a lot earlier than that. But, you but, bring up a good point, Tasty. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I would like to bring some evidence to the <laughs> yeah, table. Right. My neighbor. neighbor's <laughs> uncle's sister's brother, <laughs> Jimmy Dean Bohan. Yeah. She used to brew in her bathtub. Thank you. I will sit down now. That's it. That was the whole argument. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? 
I would like to second that motion by saying I am a retard. I would love to. Right, I don't do my research. Let's see what else. But I want to tell you, this this bill allows, I believe, to any individual to make up to a hundred gallons per year that we can make and consume without any licensure, without any over. What's a lozenger? Lozenger. It's, it's when, when you have a sore throat, you suck on the thing, and that's it makes I it feel it better. I think it's a guy who sells those. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh. Yeah. No, that's a lozenger. Oh. <laughs> lozenger. ...by any government entity that can transport it, supposedly to wine-tasting events, to Ooh. festivals. Oh, God, no. Who's going to monitor that? You know, we have people that live on the streets that go into your local Dollar General store and buy shaving lotion for a high. I didn't know you could get Anything high on shaving they- lotion. Me neither, but I'm going to fucking try it. I'll tell you, you that right now. You have some in the house right now, right? <laughs> I might. Can I, can I go get it? Which bathroom is it in? No, look at Chad. Nobody's left in the house that shaves anymore. <laughs> so I don't think we have any shaving lotion. Shaving lotion. Is that really what happens in Bama? They really get all messed up on Goofer. And right. They go to shaving lotion and you know, shaving lotion. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but them homosexuals, they go buy Vaseline at the store. And you high. want us to be able to homebrew? And you can smell it on them, too. That's how I know. <laughs> I smell one right here in this room. Uh, Mr. Spaker, I smell one. I can smell the Vaseline. Every homebrewer's house i ever been to smelt like Vaseline. Yeah. Well, you can't trust them. They're probably commies, too. <laughs> Since homebrewing is so much easier than uh... Right. And this is going to be your first test vote on just opening this state up for whatever. It's going to... Is this the first argument wow. I've ever heard that calls homebrewing the, the gateway drug? Gateway drug, I think so. We've now, it's now the gateway drug. It's a shaving uh, lotion. It's the it leads, old It leads gateway. directly to Gillette, Justin. <laughs> yeah. You know, it starts with homebrew. It ends up with shaving lotion and Vaseline all over my sweet, tight ass. That's what happens. And I've done my research. I've been doing this thing to myself for 25 years, and I'm a freak. <laughs> All right. I want right. to tell you, I yeah. am a freak. Yeah. <laughs> I will do it for free in front of your kids. <laughs> I, rent my, I rent myself out as a clown, and I do things to myself for children <laughs> because I smell too much shaving lotion. Be a vote that could come home to haunt you. I've probably got one of the biggest bootleggers in my district. Under this legislation... Oh, he's going to be very happy. I can just see my bootlegger now creating an event and inviting all the community. All the, I can hear that uppity bootlegger right now. It's How close is this rhetoric to, to every line in Blazing Saddles right now? Right. That uppity bootlegger, you ain't going to let him in her community, are you? I just, I brought this, uh, this cherry pot. I'm sorry for all that uppity bootlegger talk. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. okay, ma'am. He said that was his bootlegger. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like, like a I got my bootlegger. Yeah. By the way. He's got a bootlegger down in the basement. Wait for the bootlegger. If he knows that he has one of the biggest bootleggers in Alabama and his district, why the fuck isn't he doing something about that? Right. Well, and this is bootlegging. It's not. I mean, these are these people too dumb to realize well, what the difference is. Now, listen, the, I don't want to payoff be- anymore. Then right. it's going to be legal. No, he won't get the payoff from the. Bootlegger, oh, he's going to be so. very happy. Now, I don't want to be too hard on bootlegging. Don't get me wrong. I love me some NASCAR. God bless it. <laughs> Wouldn't have it without it. But this is just like the next step to it, you know. And then he says. What's the next thing he's going to do? Invite out the whole community to for some a kind beer of tasting for a beer? Can you imagine? A bootlegging. He's not even saying beer. No, I he said. I think he said tasting. See my bootlegger now, 
creating an event <laughs> and inviting all the community for a beer tasting? Uh. Oh, no. Can you imagine if a lot of people, a lot of grown adults got together... <clears throat> And had a beer tasted in your community? By the way, he's saying bootlegger, and it sounds like after boot, there's an in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How close to... Uh, look at that dirty boat runner. <laughs> this the guy in my district's a boat runner. I said the sheriff say? is a mayor. What did he say? I think uh, he said the sheriff is a boat maker. Is a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. And I can see the sales wow. of our ABC stores dropping. Yeah. Oh, now that's oh. the other, now. Mm. Well, now isn't that the message of his entire argument? Right. By the way, <laughs> decrease tax revenue. AKA, I am speaking for the people lobbying for me right now, and right. I do not want the sales of our ABC stores to go down. Thank you, and I appreciate your time. <laughs> what right. else do we have here? Let's see. It gets uh, gets even better with uh, better. Oh my god, better. Yes, it does. It's a preacher. I'm going to save Mr. Holmes till last. So play Barry Fort. <laughs> oh, we. Uh, I think we lost. I dropped yeah. that. Yeah, I don't see who else is on. BC Maui's back on three. BC Maui's back on three. Um, what does he want? Nothing. I don't want don't, BC Maui if he's drunk really of the week. Okay. Find still out what he day, wants. Who else you got? Still daylight there. Who's uh, one Brutat's and four? Brutat's on line one. And what does Brutat want? Nothing. Uh, NHC information. And no, Vern no, from was... South Carolina is on line four for drunk of the week. I like Vern, just for the record. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Barry Fort. Barry huh? Fort. Another Democrat. Democrat. Chair recognizes the gentleman from Barber, Mr. Fort. Mr. Speaker, some of y'all here who, who oh, yeah. humble those is old there, you remember back in the day? Did he just I'm say, w- some of y'all how? <laughs> some of y'all here know the here the hotter. Has he been drinking? You know what? It, you know what I, I just realized what it, why I, I make fun yet. of this accent so much? I'm super jealous. That's yeah, I love it. This, this guy has two accents, awesome. yeah. you see. Yeah. 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 By the way, he's, he's, it sounds like he's going to break out into a, a mini the moocher in about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Speaker, some of y'all here who, who is almost old as I is old as I is, you remember back in the day when <laughs> moonshine steel. Moonshine steel ain't going nowhere. They're still making making moonshine in my county. Uh, what's going to keep these folks from making moonshine anyhow? It says nothing in this act permits the production of distilled liquors. Thank you. Thank Two you, Mr. Speaker. Two college teenagers, and, and some of them was, was school children. They, you know, they was out at the Waffle House, and half of them were drunk. I said... I said, what y'all doing out this time on? I said, all the, all the nightclubs is... They said, no, we ain't been to the nightclub. We've been to a, to a house party where they got drunk at somebody's house. Now, you talking about, you talking about some drunk folk. You start, you start letting folks do this at the house. Delegation has it. Let's vote against this. Now, can you imagine what... Here what happened. Here, let me tell you what happened. First of all, you have a house party. And then you have a house party that brewing beer at the house. You put a house party, house beer at the same place. You got a real bad situation. Right? People get drunk. They, they driving in the car getting drunk at a how about? Yeah, how about? 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 Ain't no good. What what you do? I said the club. I said with half pot. Huh? The club all clothes got to go to hell. Now, club clothes, half party, half beer. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I want Eddie Murphy to be like, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. It does sound, it's fake. It's it sounds like a joke. Fake. These yeah. clips aren't real, It's Moscow. from SNL. Yeah. You got yeah. me. Yeah. It's got amazing. Me. No, it's too funny to be from SNL. Yeah, this is Congress. This is the, this is the floor of Congress. It's Alabama, too. Who, who ate all the pies in the chat's like, and these people run a state? Right. Well, not barely. 
<laughs> Which part? The state? Well, yeah. There's, there's this thing in, in rhetoric where you, you actually have to make argument B move along, or sorry, argument A move along to argument B. And if you jump from argument A over to, if there's no association, if there's no relationship in between, it's actually not rhetoric. They're just things that you say. Yep. They're things like, like JP uh, is nice. I have a house. The yeah. two are completely unrelated. It's a non sequitur. And so you get so so to get from point A to point B, you generally use rhetoric rhetoric that connects it and right. makes the person go. And by the way, it's also used as even if they if they don't make sense, if you're real good at it, you make them make sense so that the so that the person on the other side of the argument goes, huh? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. But these don't even they don't even make sense. It, it's it's like the guy from Montreal who wrote us that email. His shit made no fucking sense. This makes no sense. This is the, the. I gotta hear more of this guy. Well, and it, he basically the dude made the argument basically for outlawing houses. <laughs> he basically just said <laughs> right, we should fucking outlaw sense. house how how how's That does make more sense. Yeah, Hi, you, you can't have support. a how potty. Oh, speak. Hey, what's up? Hey, are you listening? Oh, hey, this? Terrence, you can you can translate for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, because Terrence thing. is from Alabama. Yeah. yeah. We don't need the more alcohol in in, in, uh, in Alabama. You don't want your child at a at a party. Our children are already getting a, getting a whole ton enough of alcohol. I'm going to ask everybody to vote against this bill. Now, you got to vote alcohol. against that bill because alcohol. it also means more how party, more how party, more how beer. Yeah, and more, more how beer means more how alcohol. What alcohol. This, what do you this one have to do with malt liquor? Well, yeah, I have. Good. <laughs> this guy makes but, no... Well, then who, I would think that he would want it. Who <laughs> votes for this guy? Who Sorry, voted Aaron. for this asshole? Right. Guys, he can't even say the word... Alcohol or house. He could say the word children like six times. You know what? You're children. Is it children? Yeah. It's children. children. He's talking about house parties and teenagers in school, and this is about adults brewing beer. It let's, makes no well, makes no sense. And this is what I love about the it. The bill says adults. Let's be honest. He doesn't want to have another cross burned in his front yard. He's going to do whatever wow. the other white guy says. <laughs> Whatever the wow. other way is. I don't know. That's a non sequitur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and other things. Lemons. Sorry, Terrence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lemons and strawberries up the face. It's actually, it's just, it's, it's really incredible for me. that um, that the homebrew bill is actually, they're actually now voting about prohibition again. They didn't even hear what he read in the bill. They're clearly voting for whether or not alcohol Aha. should be legal. I mean, that's yeah. all the arguments yeah. are about alcohol Agaha. and, and whether or not it should be illegal. Right. None of it is, is, it's incredible. It's retarded. There's a lot of real dumb people in God. this car. We're right? making a lot of money being stupid are idiots. These guys from dry counties or something? All right, so Kurt Wallace is the Republican from Chilton, Alabama. Sure recognizes the gentleman from Chilton, Mr. Wallace. You know, the thing about this deal that really scares me the most is our children. <laughs> and when you have a bunch of children in there... Please pull that clip. Oh, it sounds like George Bush. Let's, let's drop that all day long. George Bush. And, and kids, I think what you're going to see is a lot of young, young people... Who's going to show up for school drunk? And who's going to have uh, these parties, these binge parties, what they call it? How party? You have a bunch of kids with alcohol poisoning, and that just scares the devil out of me. Well, from uh, a responsible, well, I, I guess, I, I, I guess to make their argument, there are probably are no responsible adults in Alabama. But uh, from their dad brewing beer, right. they're going to have alcohol poison, alcohol poisoning. I just want to four loco. I just want to point oh. out, yeah, 
Can you not buy alcohol there? I mean, you can. There's, I think, exactly. there's a lot of. I think there might be dry yeah, ABC stores, Alabama, but they're That's ABC stores. Yeah. yeah, can't be looting the money. So ABC the, the government <laughs> sells alcohol there. Yeah. And kids. I just want to point out that um, when homebrewing was legal when I was a kid in California, you know, still legal. It was, it was legal then too. I showed up at school drunk a lot. <laughs> on homebrew, Justin? <laughs> on homebrew, right? A lot. I mean, I was always drunk. Were you homebrewing? Uh, but I bought it at the liquor store. See? The what? At the ABC store. ABC is hot. Before I go, huh? There you go. I got alcohol. I in a club. I will eat a half hot egg and yeah. a club of clove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people that I met, one of the things that turned me in favor of trying to help them with this bill was the fact that these people were representatives of our community. They coached kids in ball. They went to church. These these are people who are engineers and people who have... And like beer? That's impossible. Terrence, is it possible to go to church and like beer? No. Mm-hmm. See? No. I knew he was well, a liar. shut that down. This is poor Mr. McCutcheon trying to... You know, respond, defend yeah. himself, yeah, and right. you know, I, I feel for him, but he was sort of spineless. He's, well, he's he, unarmed, I think. He he's unarmed, unarmed. right? Yeah. Yes, and he doesn't mm. understand it either. It sounds to me like it, so a bunch of his constituents came up to him, and, and, it, and it was important to them, and he it's it, possibly a re-election year for the guy, and he thought, okay, I'll support it, but he didn't arm himself right. with any real information. Yeah, exactly, exactly. he needs some homebrew people to take him out for some beer, yeah. or, show him the way to, you know, or just one person that's not an idiot. <laughs> I feel like it would be really easy to get a cush job. Uh, in not the state of idiot. Alabama, in the in politics, because mm. all you have to do is be like, we're not talking about house parties and and hard alcohol. We're talking about I call bullshit. I like house party beer. <laughs> I thought you said helicopter, and I like that. I like where you're going with that. Security comedy in our state. I know it's hard for us to grasp our hands around beer and and alcohol because of the stigma that's put on it. But at the end of the day, it's truly an art. I mean, they get excited about figuring out what temperature can brew a certain beverage, and it, it's it's nothing like what we're what we might could expect it to be with the stigma that we have with alcohol. Did he say Mike could? Mike could well, expect it. <laughs> yeah, but he's on his heels he's right trying. here. Yeah, he's trying. He has been talking to home brewers. You saw he trying. talked about yeah. temperature. He's trying. he's trying. He's trying. He's 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 been in some circle there. So. Like, but this is where I'm real jealous about the accent. More importantly, it's because if I say things like Mike could, which is real fun to do is try it just try it in a sentence everybody like uh oh i might could go for another beer right now <laughs> if i say that pretty good if i say that i just look like an idiot but if yeah. he says it it sounds real cool yeah. i might could be trying to say that all uh, speak that all the time see yeah. it works we need this guy on the internet today for for a underage kid to get alcohol he's got to have somebody get it for him yes. this is going to say i don't need anybody to get it for me i just need to get an adult who i can convince to make it for me and i got oh, all yeah. the fruit. <laughs> Oh, no that's oh, all yeah. you need to it's do. It's kind of the same yeah. thing. Isn't yeah. it? it only takes yeah. about 10 minutes, right? Yeah, I'm saying. lucky I can get homebrewers to make beer for me. Never did <laughs> some guy, dad, please yeah. make me some beer. Come on. Okay, let's 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 just Funny. let's move along to Alvin Holmes. This Hang is, on. He's all right, while we're, let me listen. Uh, we got Ribbity Rob on the line, who's also from Alabama. Ribbity Rob, uh, what do you think about this legislation, man? Ribbity Rob's from Seattle. He's telling me hey, Alabama right here. Where's Brett? No, Bevo's telling me. He's from Alabama. Alabama, but he lives in Seattle. No, exactly. That's what he told me. Ribbity. Ribbity. You there? Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Not much. Just uh, getting hammered on a Sunday. Right, you're from Alabama, right? I am from Alabama, oh. and I listened to the whole debate. It's about an hour and 15 minutes of it. Yeah. And I am completely embarrassed of this whole thing. <laughs> right. As you should be. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. And I mean, even, I, you know, I'm from Alabama. I get the stupidity from that area, but this honestly blew my fucking mind. 
Yeah. And does it, does this happen a lot with other bills too, or is it just this particular uh, subject? Well, this one oh. particularly caught my interest, um, just because I know some homebrewers in Alabama, and man, some of the best beer I've ever had from uh, from homebrew in Alabama. And it, I mean, even I think the part that gets me the most is the guy that's presenting the bill. He, I don't think he did a very good job of standing up for himself. Right. And yeah. kind of, I mean, I know he's a, you know, so battle, but at the same time, right. he didn't really present any information that would um, make them change their minds. Are you calling and, me from uh, your treadmill right now, Ribbity Rob? Hold on now. Are you calling me from your treadmill right now? You want a treadmill? Are you running? You're out of breath. On treadmill. I am not on treadmill. Are you smoking doobies or something? You're out yeah. of breath. Maybe you should be, Tubby. How about that? <laughs> I'm fucking fired up. Tubby, yeah. I'm like 130 pounds, motherfucker. Yeah, and what? Fucking two foot one? Fatty? Start running in place two right now. Two foot one? All right, you two. My dick's two foot one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Snap. I don't know what that means. All right, do you want to put down your drunk of, the, uh, drunk of the Week resume real quick, too? Uh, while you're here? <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, let's see. Probably about five pints of uh, homebrew. Liar. S- suck it, PJ. Um, let's see, I've had five Twilights, a New Belgium Super Crew, a Bomber, wow. and a 12-ounce Bigfoot Barley Wine. All right. That's a pretty good resume, man. Uh, okay, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week, and I'm sorry about Alabama. Yeah. The whole state. Yeah, I'm sorry too. All right, cheers, man. Uh, okay, what else do you want me to listen to, Moscow? Yeah, let's let's just go to Alvin Holmes. He's my favorite. Okay, he's, he's, he's basically a recognizes the gentleman. Alvin Holmes is the Democrat from Montgomery. From Montgomery, Mr. Holmes. Uh, Mr. Holmes is a big catching. The via we we said. Did he just get his name wrong? <laughs> he screwed up yes. his name. And then the guy corrected his he name. He tried to correct him, and then Holmes just blew right past he him. Give a fuck. I think they're drinking. Holmes. I think so. Yeah. Holmes in particular. In Hapa. Yeah. You go, Hapa. But the way you say house party yeah. is by saying hair pie. Yeah. Without the, uh, ha- I can go Hapa. Hapa. Yeah. But now not good enough. Yeah, well, oh, I gotta hear it. it. Yeah, because he, recognizes he, he couldn't get a syllable out without screwing something up. It's literally the first syllable. He fucked up the guy's name. Uh, in their defense, consonants are not uh, really part of vocab. You know, yeah. it's, it's not well, part of the speech pattern. Well, with eight teeth, it's hard. <laughs> consonants are difficult. One from Montgomery, Mr. Holmes. Uh, Mr. Hutch is a dick catching. The via we we said it now, not good enough. I'm pretty sure he just said that? the the beer we selling now not, not good, good enough. enough. Yeah. Not it, good it enough. in the form of a question. You know the simple answer to that question from uh, from no. Hutchins. Hutchins should have been no. No. The not. beer we're selling right now is not good enough. Well, no, not well, just no, that. It shouldn't they, have they, been. they might give they might have good beer, but it is not good not enough, enough for homebrewers. The reason we homebrew is we want more. We want what we want. We want to do it ourselves. So the really easy answer to that is no. Nope. It is not good enough. You know? But I don't think that's what answer he's gonna give. He's probably gonna say, Well, I didn't think about that. We do sell beer. I guess you're right. If they wanted to just go out and just buy the beer you can buy at the store, they wouldn't invest two or $300 in these <laughs> brewing processes. They get into the temperature and the type of grain, and it, it, and it is, in a sense, a, a hobby or an art to them more than just drinking beer. 
how you going to make it in your home if you don't have the facility to make sure it's healthy? Oh. They can make a hundred gallons of wine a year. Here's where he becomes a preacher. One hundred gallons of beer. <laughs> What's a hundred? Oh, no. I think it's a new uh, it's like car. A hectoliter or something. <laughs> that was I me think, playing the organ in case you didn't know. I think the problem here is that they're holding this uh, in uh, a line at an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one right. can understand a fucking word. Right. Everyone's waiting for extra sauce. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Who yeah. is that, by the way? It's they the just people th- going, praise Jesus. Who? They like this yeah, guy. Hooting. They like Holmes, don't they? Well, you know, who doesn't? Hundred gallons of cider. Yeah. What is M E A D? Need. What is that? Need is a is a beverage that's similar to beer, only it's it's made. <laughs> what what the hell is that? M E A D. It's made. <laughs> well, this whole speech it, it actually sounds like they're at the old Arsenio Hall show set where everyone's like, yeah, It's like you get him. It's Jerry get Springer. I think. Oh, yeah. Why, mate? Wouldn't you be embarrassed if you didn't know what it was? Like, wouldn't you be sort of self-conscious? Not. Oh, no one looked at this bill. No one did any reason. No one looked. Well, no, because they can't read. What is that? I didn't realize he was talking about Mead when he said M-E-A-D. I figured it was an acronym for some bullshit. What I, like, I don't even know what that means, man. It sounded to me like C-O-C-A-N-E. Mead. Mead. What, like C-R-A-C-K? Yeah. What, do you go to Hapa? Well, I think he's he thought M E A D stand for men excited about dicks. So and you know how, you know how Alabama gets real concerned about that. Yeah. So. I told you first a homebrew, then a Vaseline. Me. Yeah. Men yeah. excited about dicks, ain't it? Yeah. How party and dicks. How party dick dick how party. It's gonna be a big old how dick party, yeah. ain't it? Yo, yo a dick? Yeah, how yeah, pot? Yeah, D how pot? Dick how pot a gateway drug to gay. Your yeah. house gonna be shaped. It's a like gateway a drug. drug. Yeah, it's a gateway. Gateway drug. Gateway drug. Homebrew. Homebrew jammed. Gateway Made. Bird. From honey. You know when Israel had sin. What? And God was oh. trying to decide who he going to send down to save the earth. They was around. Terry. Somebody had, had suggested that he sent Abraham. He told Pharaoh that Sarah was his sister, not his wife. Then said, no, he can't send Noah. I said, Noah was a little, little, little wino. Hey, hey, little white cracker wino. (laughs) Noah was a wino. Well, I guess only a drunk, only a drunk would try to get two of every fucking animal in the world, right? It's true. Look, I'm gonna get fucking snakes. I'm I'm gonna get giraffes and lions right. and dogs and put them all together in the same place. Well, not that it even makes sense now, but that was a hell of a long way to go to get to Noah being a wino. Right. What the, what was the rest of it before it? What did it even yeah. talk about? Floating hapa. Now listen, I want you to know. First, the Earth cooled, and then there were dinosaurs, and then Noah was a fucking wino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a weird. Transition. Invoking yeah. some vague biblical sounding stuff. Yeah, yeah. The reason for the Bible. Yeah, the well, if you're going to throw that out, can we talk about Jesus turning water into wine? No, you better not do that, yeah. you blasphemer. Yeah. Come on. I'm real curious to find out what it means that Noah was a wine <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> Let's see how it relates to the homebrew bill. Heard that sunshine. You ain't heard about Noah was a, was a wine oak. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. How you... Well, yeah, yeah. The, the one guy, the the representative brought up the bill, Hutchins or whatever, goes goes. I didn't hear that in yeah. Sunday school. You did. This guy goes. You, did, you didn't hear about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust me. That, that's the evidence, by the way. Yeah. yeah. 
Let's where see where was that? Well, yeah. Let's see what he's. Let's see what else he says. Right. Don't keep the kids becoming wine olds. But I have a cocktail. I drank Chevy's Regals. But you think <laughs> I was drinking something that was made at somebody's house? Chevy's Regals is stamped and approved by the oh, government yeah. agency that says this is. I can't. Yeah. I can't do Wait, it. Man, you you go, go, go back. Go back. That's the best part. <laughs> I will. I'll go back. I gotta, I so go back to the whole thing. I want to know. Now, that's when just I had, it's healthy. When I leave the bar, when I leave the club, <laughs> I have my Chevy Regal. It is stamped and approved <laughs> by the government. By government, it's healthy. By this here, God bless it, Alabama government agency. <sighs> Let you know. I but I have. A I mean, I want to hear about the kids. Never heard that in Sunshine. You ain't heard about Noah was a, was a wine old. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How you gonna keep the kids becoming wine old? I don't know. But I have a cocktail. I drank Chevy's Regals. Oh. But you think I drank something that was made at somebody's house? <laughs> Chevy's Regals is stamped and approved by the governmental agency that said this is healthy. Man, oh, you going to make everybody up there wine old. <laughs> I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? No, I don't. Oh, no, I, I, that's a good point. I, 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 only give him, I don't give him Chevy's Regal. Like, yeah, now, this is where uh, uh, <laughs> like Mr. McCutcheon. McCutcheon really blows it. Yeah, yeah. really. Right. He yeah. really does. Here's invitation. his chance. Here's his chance to slap oh, It's his yeah. chance to just to just right. go, you know, listen, Mr. Chevy's Regal. You're not, <laughs> no. you're not making any sense. Chevy Regal. Sorry. <laughs> it's a plural. But you're just—you're not even making any sense. One doesn't have anything to do with the other, but he doesn't. Listen to what happens here. Man, you gonna make everybody up there wine old? I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? Well, I—I'm not gonna do it to my children. Would you make beer uh, in your house? No, you wouldn't do it. No. Yeah. So they're all trying to get along. It seems like to yeah. me, he should have busted their balls. This is where he really blew. Yeah. Would you make now? Even if his answer is, "Well, I'm not going to brew beer in my house," it should go on to say, "No." Because I'm not a home brewer, right. and I'm not interested in this hobby. But right. what I'm telling you is that the people that are interested in this hobby would love to brew beer in their house because it's a it's a science, and it's an art, and it's a hobby. So if you're asking me, am I going to brew, the honest answer is no, but not because I have anything against it, and not because I'm worried about my kid getting a Chevy Regal after the club. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I drink I drink Chevy Regal, and Chevy Regal is healthy. Is healthy. And oh, it held it. It's now, held it. Listen, now out there in the west, it's approved. Too. Out there in California, they got the Jamba Jew. I don't know if you've seen that. The Jamba Jew is a fruit <laughs> drink. But out here we have healthy Chevrolet. Yeah, we have a healthy drink. <laughs> healthy drink. It's it's sun and staff and steel by the state of Alabama. It's Chevy Regal. I thought I thought Chevy Regal was a town car. <laughs> That's a Buick Regal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Buick no, you Regal. got it all wrong. When I go to party, when I go pa at how. My house party, yeah. maybe maybe Thanksgiving, yeah. maybe a creamy. I don't know, maybe an ear. <laughs> <laughs> I ear. drink Chevy Regals because Chevy Regals it made in somebody high, yeah. and it made in no somebody bad hood. It held it, it held it, held it. And this is what people people vote me, people vote me to say this for them. They like, I don't want to like them. They want to say this. Let's just set them in the Yeah, bruh, Reverend, that's what. No decent person would make wine and beer in their home no. around their children. Why would they well, how are these people at home going to make it? How are they going to make a determination of what the contents of it is? Whether well, well, math. You, you test things. <laughs> well, see, again. Now, talk to me about math. math. Now, state of Alabama done outlawed math years ago. 
one next time. One, first of all, one thing you say, you say, oh, you know maths, you know all the math, right? <laughs> and then, and then I ask you a question, and you can answer it. You witch. You a witch. <laughs> you goddamn witch. You we goddamn know. witch. But and you've been through this. Yeah. If you float, you ain't no you. You witch. You witch. If you sink, you ain't no witch. Math. Talk to me about math. Super math. First of all, nobody read. I don't read. I don't read. I don't do math. I don't do maths. I ain't no witch. I can't speak. I can't. But I drink Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Shit stamp. Math ain't stamp. Reading ain't stamp. 20 point, 50 point, or 80 point. You got to be scientifically trained to de- uh, determine that. You got to have gone to school. Yeah. You know half of Alabama ain't going to school. No. Everybody homeschooled by everybody else homeschooled. <laughs> now you want Megan wine. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You try to talk about homebrew in the bathtub, and now you talk about math and shit. Get your facts straight. Uh-huh. What you want to do? These people going to be able to tell the, what's the the content? And Some the gentleman's time has expired. Oh, I wish it too had. bad. Oh, <laughs> on the fucking floor right there. That was, wow. He had some gems in him, I think. What that guy's know. good. So after this intelligent and concise debating, <laughs> what happened... Uh, to the bill. Oh, you got the results. All right, the clerk will lock machine, record the vote, 28 ayes, 45 nays, and House Bill 266 fails. For the third year in a row. Wow. wow. Wasn't even close. Not even close? No. Just leave the state. Hallelujah. Let's all go out and get the Chevrolet. We beat that demon, Bill. <laughs> Noah's wino. I don't understand how you can listen to that guy talk and not just... Laugh, right? Just laugh. Or no, just like even uh, get anything out just because your jaw is dropped. Right. Well, I, you know, I'm going to talk to Gary this week at NHC, and I'm going to say, look, next time you guys want to waste a bunch of time and effort trying to get that bill passed, in yeah. half, pa, half. Yeah. just spend it on getting people who want to leave. It's like sending the Jews back to Israel. Get them out the fuck out of Alabama. People who can't afford to leave and want home to leave. Let, yes. Raise get, money get for the an exodus. I see and what get you them place, out of I'll, Alabama I'll and let that program. whole yeah. place just kind of burn to the ground. The great Alabama homebrewer exodus. Jesus. I, I, bet you, I bet you you can't talk to Gary without him getting real, real pissed about this whole thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That one vein in oh, his shaved man. head will come out and grab you. <laughs> I want to do a live radio show from the next time this bill is... It, pass, it goes to the house every year now. Yeah. So I would really love... It. Moscow, get to work on it. See if we can actually set up outside the court. Listen to Rally. And by the way, at higher security also, because it's right. not going to go well. I don't know how I'm supposed to communicate with them. Like, I will... Do they have an email? I you, doubt it. Just send me, <laughs> Chad, Messenger and Pigeon. To, Carrier to, Pigeon, perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. That... Oh, what uh, a hoot. That was a hoot. That's well, it, it's just you know that was government everybody. Well, and you know a lot of people Incredible. who live outside of the U.S. are going, oh, you know, so much of a free society, blah blah. Fuck you. He was they were elected. If you like him or not, yeah. it doesn't matter what the fuck he says. He was elected by these idiots. So it's not this person. He's an idiot, but he's just one fraction of the idiots in that state. Yeah. So it's not like someone just put him up there. He just forced him his way into the house. He was put there by he was put there people. Yeah. By a majority vote. Apparently. And I'm surprised they had a machine. I wonder what it was, like a bingo ball roller thing? <laughs> that's what, they, yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? they voted. Yeah, it was more of a dartboard, I think. Bitty, 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 bitty. Your vote is up. Bitty, 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 bitty. What line's Kevin on, Beef? Kev, uh, Kevin's on Kevin's the line. On line. I don't know, I sent, just sent it to you. Hold yeah, on. you said Kevin's back on the line. Oh, and yeah. then the second line says, sorry, Kevin is on line three. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, what's happening? Hey, Kevin. Hey, it sounds like I just got tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you voting on building a hat? Yeah. You, bo- you having a half party tonight? How your children? Half pie. 
Yeah, Hapa. Chevariga. You know where you have party in Chevariga from San Pellet and Chief? What's up, Kevin? What do you have to say? Hello. This is Kevin from <laughs> northern Alabama. Oh, oh. hey, Kevin. Uh, what do you have to say? I have to say that I feel like I'm behind the hops iron curtain. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <clears throat> you are, man. No, you're I can't disclose my location. I can't disclose my recipes. I can't disclose my beer. Well, <laughs> but the more important thing is how are you going to prevent your kids from having a how potty and become a wino? Bootlegger. Are your kids winos? Are your kids winos? Bootlegging. I don't have any kids yet. But they will be. But if I had kids in this state, I think the state's doing a more than excellent job of keeping them from being winos. You sound like the same state Bevo was in when she had a kid. Fat? Drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm about, I don't know, (laughs) my first fat joke. To the wind? (laughs) I've lost count. I've got a lot of bottle caps and bottles here, but... This is like Emo Phillips' younger brother right here. <laughs> it is. It's like Emo's Alabama <laughs> yeah. distant cousin. I, yeah, Fred I'm in the part Phillips. of Alabama that we most likely Tennessee. Right. All right. Uh, I want to go to how Pines. We already got Kevin's resume, right? Yeah. I mean, no. I have Ribbity Rob and uh, Bill from Hawaii. Kevin, you're calling for Drunk of the Week, too, right? On illegal homebrew out there oh. in how? Oh shit! Yeah, I'm calling for drugs of the week and for oppressed home ruler of the week. I, he just he just pulled it's the oppressed. It's a fucking felony in this state, man. I feel like I'm is behind the iron curtain. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's really a felony. I think it is. Wow. The state of Alabama. No, felonies. They, the pro- right? they prosecute on the distillation yeah. rules. I don't know, but oh. the distillation rules are a felony. Not a misdemeanor, not anything else. Now I got the so biggest you got bootlegger. Everything in your house that will that produce bootlegger. Damn bootlegger. Felony. <laughs> All right. All right. We're not listening. What's the? What's oh, your? Uh, what's your? Ho- what's your resume? Your beer resume? What's my resume? I've had three glasses of straight to Have ale. I- straight to ale. Local home brewers make good. I'm also proficient in Microsoft three, Excel. Three. And I type a hundred words a minute. I've had three pints of straight to ale Kolsch. I've had, I've got to go through the box, straight the, the bottle Kolsch. list here. Yeah, I've yeah. had a haze and infused. I've had at least so one bottle of true. a celebration clone. I've had My an IPA from Ann. That's Jimmy Peterson. I I haven't seen him since third grade. And I I went up to him and I, I slapped him on the back and said, How's it going, you old moron? You, you drunken reprobate. That's exactly like you remember. And I knocked him down. Uh huh. What else? I've had an India pale ale from Avery. I've had a third old And I've had two. If that's Jimmy Peterson, he would have grown up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sounds exactly like it. uh, Good resume. You are now in the running for drunk of the week, Kevin. Thanks, brother. And I apologize about your state legislature. It's a rough place to be. It's rough behind the curtain right now. Okay, Uh, Brett from uh, Alabama is on the line. Wants to uh, bitch about a state. Brett, what's happening? What's up, man? How are you, man? Uh, I'm not calling in for drunk of the week. I'm just calling in to bitch real quick. Yeah, tell us about, about this situation. State. What do you What do you think? Ah, uh, man, I'm I I'm just I'm sorry about my state to the rest <laughs> of the union. I mean, thank God we're not Mississippi, but 
I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, that's the guys. one thing Alabama has. <laughs> it's well, not Mississippi. You know, we ain't Mississippi. It says it on their license plates. <laughs> yeah, that's their state motto. Well, we're not Mississippi. But, Oh. We're, uh, I mean, Auburn University is in the early stages of starting a brewing program, but I mean, I don't really know how that's going to work out. I mean, since it's illegal, you know, right. since home brewing is illegal, still going to be illegal. But yeah, yeah. Hey, you I didn't vote for any of these idiots, did you, Brett? No, I'm a felon. Well, I don't. No, vote. no, no. Uh, I, our, our representative in Auburn's, you know, was uh, was cool with it. But the the scary thing is, like Laird, you know, that guy. I know where that guy's from. He like his the his uh, his town is like. A suburb of a trailer park. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Does it live outside? Yeah, it's it's like yeah. it's the park area, you know. Right, right. It's under the swing set. The, the community. Alan, area. The guy from Montgomery, like, is a professor. You know, like that's that's scary shit. That is scary. Yeah, yeah, shit. Right. Now, that let me ask you this. Vote. I kind of have a serious question because it. It's 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 kind of infuriate, uh, infuriating. I mean, aren't you? Do you get real angry when you hear this in your about your own state's legislator? Not really. I mean, I've been here. I've been here my whole life, so I mean, it's not really surprising. But it's just you'd think that someone would have like showed up with a fact sheet, you know? Like, I mean, right? I, you know, I could have done a better job, you know, or you know, you know, my, I have like, you know, I have a slow cousin that could have showed up and done a better job. <laughs> I mean, but he could he couldn't figure out how to get out of how. By the way, a slow cousin in Alabama like hardly even speaks. I think it's just well, it's really. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's like seventieth percentile here. But. That's, that's a cool word. For, that's a cool word for your sister. But it's an excellent point that it, it really only it, it took a simple fact sheet. It was a, yeah. a three by five yeah. card worth of facts yeah. could have done a better job yeah. than than that represented. Yeah. Literally, the card itself. You could have just placed the card in front of a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Well, like we talked about last week, you'd have to be in drawing. You know, they'd have to have an image. But <laughs> well, that's. True. Sure, yeah. Now here, let but, me show you what a how party over here, homebrewing over here in picture. You have to show it in picture. Can we, uh, mascot? Can you get these the other people who are arguing against the bill onto the show? I, mean, I would love oh, to talk no. to them. There's no way. They, you're kidding me. They, there's no way they Maybe. would agree to do this. What, yeah. what in the internet? Just I lie don't know to what them. The internet is. Just lie to them. Tell them that it's a Christian show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of it's partly true. Bevo's have, a, just a ambush them. Let's have parents call. Well, we're in, oh. we're, we're, we're a national media uh, thing. We right. should maybe they'd want to talk to us. We are a yeah. national media yeah. organization. We're the, but we're the voice of home brewing, right? Or, right. They should want to talk to us. They should Let's want try to. it. Let's try it. I ain't talking to them. Moscow, either. you're on it. Bootleg network or whatever it is. <laughs> Bootleg <laughs> network. Yeah. Um, get the, get came, the sponsor on. Something came through. If if. We do communicate with them. I feel like JP should talk to them in their own language. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You got the accent down. Yeah. Oh, um, they're just not going to understand what we're saying. There's a lot of they and there going on right now. We're really on the borderline of uh, you know. uh, what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean they didn't even read, they didn't even get to like the third line when the guy was presenting the bill. Like it was like beer, cider, wine, mead. You know, like they, they didn't, even, they didn't even have to finish the second page. Right. <laughs> And that's that's yeah. true. The, I, I I think it's an excellent point that it, actually everybody tuned out yeah. as soon as he said beer, wine. You know, it, they just stopped listening there, yeah. and the rest of yeah. it was irrelevant. So how does yeah. how does the forty five states have it legal not say to them 
You know what? Yeah. This might not be a big deal. And not just that. That is a fantastic point. Not just that. The fucking asswipe who... I mean, I'm sorry. He's an asswipe who presented the bill, who was on our side, apparently. Why didn't he bring that up? Why didn't he say, listen, guys, yeah. I just want to point out again, since you didn't hear it, that 45 other states say it's legal, and they're not out like fucking babies and, and driving off cliffs because yeah. homebrew is legal. Well, and not only that, they're richer than us. Right. The richers. <laughs> I mean, in, other words, in other words, there's a ton of precedent that could have been brought up to show how it's worked. There's 45 states of precedent. But then I also feel like all, all the other guy had to say was, yeah, but that's the North. Mm. Yeah, but you, it's, it, yeah. It's probably true. That's what have, right. You know? And everyone would get well, you're yeah. right. That's a good point. That is no. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's easy to blame blame the guy that's that's helping us out though when but you should really, really we ought to rally behind the guy. You're right. He, I he's know. Putting For sure. his ass, he is putting his ass on the line. He is on the wrong side mm-hmm. right. of that majority yeah. and he is trying to help us out. So I mean it it, it was not the strongest effort. He brought it a little weak, but we still should. Uh, I get. He was trying to help him. us out. He just has a real low IQ. Maybe <laughs> next year he could like sit down, have a little tutorial with somebody, so he can know right. a little bit about what he's but trying like to present. Saying, he, he did. You know, he's, he was bringing up temperatures yeah, were important. Yeah, he's sure. Bills he's just a bad like speaker. That. They got all these thermometers and grains yeah. and stuff. He's, yeah, he doesn't. He, <laughs> I don't know if you know, it, but they get re- they get real scientific. They got. Kettles <laughs> and fire. I don't know if you know it, but they got fire. Wait, wait, wait! They got fire, fire. Now, now, she here now. Fire. You know what else you do with fire? You cook meth with fire. Yeah. <laughs> you burn the house down with it. Moses was a meth head. <laughs> How many people are gonna get burned in the ground? That's right. You know where else fire is? In hell, Satan's house. Satan has fire. You want these guys to have fire? Yeah. You want to make beer on the devil's kettle? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. 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 The that's KKK okay. had fire. That sounds like a good heretic beer. Devil's oh kettle. Devil's kettle. Yeah, not bad. Um, so supposedly, it's forty-five states, and then th- uh, three other states have it legal, but uh, under different variances of the law. Okay, so it's technically f- like forty-eight states. Okay. Forty-eight. Yeah, right. we feel sorry for you, Brett. Yeah, sorry, man. All right, well, thanks, I, man. Hopefully, the brewing program at Auburn University—I don't know—picks yeah. up and that does something. But hey, keep us up to date on that. Let us know if it goes, if it, if yeah. it starts up, and also get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> Uh, and, and, then, and then write and then write your state and tell them that you're leaving because they're idiots. Thank you. Yeah, I will. They still have the post office in a couple of years. So. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in, Brett. Right, I appreciate thanks, it. Guys. Later. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take another uh, uh, quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little more about uh, this. But mostly, we'll do our Drunk of the Week phone calls. The phones seem to be working well, huh, Beef? I haven't screwed up too much yet. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing fine. The lines look full. Might have to go to six lines. It's so crazy. Sort of her boobs. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more about this. Uh, mostly we'll take Drunk of the Week calls and get ourselves out of here. It's the session. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. 
malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at hoptech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more, Zymergy Magazine, and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> Brewing Network. 
All right, thanks for sticking with us. Oh, by the way, the, the chat room uh, is offering $500 if we cut Nate's hair on the air. <laughs> $500 to who, Nate? Uh, who gets it, it hasn't money? been specified, but I would Tito say three-fourths would go to Nate, and then oh. one-fourth would go to me for facilitating. Does it have to happen tonight? No. Anytime. Yeah. If when it happens, it happens on the air, we're getting 500 bones? Yeah. Well, no, we get the 500 first, and then we cut the hair. That's well, a good point, yes. Moscow. Jew. We have been, he is, and he's, because there That's is a, smart, Moscow. He's a you. cloak with a hood. I won't name it, but there's another giveaway we did where someone promised us 500 bucks. It wasn't even an individual. It was a company yeah. who got involved in a giveaway that we did, which was a fantastic giveaway, and I never saw that 500 yeah. bones. Oh. And so, you're you right. You could have used a Jew on your crew back then, right? Yeah, we needed a Jew oh. on the crew. Well, in fact, that should be our motto. Have a Jew, Jew on your on the crew, crew and things you will do. I don't know. Whatever the hell. I think that's a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yeah. Right. One, one Jew, two Jew. Nate, don't yes. fall for it. No, don't do it? No. Like, well, fall it. What see, if how, I, see how it sounds bad right now? Justin's going to find a way to say it in a different way, and you're going to be like, okay. All right, I'll do that. And then, I'll be like, uh, and then four years later, you're going to be like, why the hell did I dance on that pole? It's true. Here's how, no, go I'm going to get in total doc mode on one of these shows and drink a lot, and that's probably when it's going to be proposed again, then I will stupidly agree to it, and then we'll do Dude, it, that's and I'll how regret I get it. You. That's how I get you. And then I start to like appeal to your rational side. I start to go... Look, Nate. I can't afford it. Come on, it's only hair. You can grow back. Right, well, I start to go, not even that. That's the obvious one. I start to go, how long you been doing this, man? I mean, <laughs> you know, you didn't make it in the rock and roll route. Uh, you, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this know, is the one. You, yeah. you got to give up the look, brother. You kind of had your chance, but now, look at you're yeah. growing up a little bit. You bought a house. You're this is how I get you. Soon. I start to appeal to, like, you're going to be 40 before you're going to be 21 again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so listen. Bevo, you're young. You're still single. You're engaged to Sam, but you're not married yet. Right. Your body still looks pretty good. You haven't had any kids. That's true. And I'm like, one day you're going to look back in this video, you're going to be a big fat mess, but you're going to look back and you're going to go, you know what? That used to be me. I was fucking hot. Yeah. That's how I got her. It worked. <laughs> she's like, yeah. Next thing you know, she's out buying yeah. high heels and a fucking bustier. First of all, you bought the bustier. I already own the high heels. Yeah, whatever. So However it works. Yeah, I'll helpful. buy the scissors, too. Whatever I got to do. <laughs> if whoever presented that sends the money in, I will hold Nate down and cut it myself. <laughs> Right. All right. I got some drunk of the week calls. It looks like I'll save uh, my sideburns for can, twenty bucks. You can be those. You can be like those nice fellows from Metallica. What is this? Right. <laughs> All yeah. cleaned up now. Yeah. I have to go to rehab then too, and I won't be able to do the show anymore. It'll it'll suck. Fun. I'll, yeah. I'll start to bring in. I'll do all of it. I'll start to bring in Nicole. Well, we could do a. Uh, we could do. Uh, people are also saying we should do a fundraiser. Right. Just like that could be one of the, some random fundraiser that we do. We could probably get fifteen hundred bucks. Ooh, I bet. That'd be nice. I bet. That'd be nice. Especially if, in the studio. Especially afterwards. if you did it also. Oh, that's not going to happen, dude. I bet we can do twenty five hundred. You've seen me with short hair. It's I know it's really this. good too. <laughs> you look it's... like a Q tip. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of look yeah. like that. That's look like a messy one now. <laughs> See, I, I didn't even get into like the where it really would would hammer it home for Nate is I just start talking about how difficult it is to have long hair and how much yeah. longer it takes. Oh, that's where I hammer it home. And it takes then he's so like, long oh, to dry. He'll cut it himself when yeah. I'm done with him. Well, and then at that point afterwards, I'll be like, well, look, I really can't afford to give that money up. So <laughs> just consider it good radio. You made good radio today. Right. That's right. It was, like, a, it was a really good show. Who hasn't been hit with that one? Don't worry. One day I'll give it oh, back wait. to you. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. You know what? Uh, I'll have a, here's a here's a Cantillon bottle. All right, let's go to B-Round. Is that the name there from Pismo Beach? What's up, brother? Bevo's on the phone? What's up, guys? How are we doing tonight? We're doing all right. How's Pismo treating you? 
It's his mall. The weather is good. And check this out. Okay. So I rode my bicycle down to this bar, one of the coolest beer bars on the coast. And they've got the shoots on tap, which I love to shoot. And they told me that as soon as we're killing this keg, we're going to tap in this really cool beer from Pittsburgh, California called Evil Twin. Mm, <laughs> nice. Shook the keg. Yeah. There's only about 10 porters left. I made sure we killed those 10 porters. And, you know, I'd love to give you guys this whole list of all these crazy beers I was drinking tonight, you know. Okay. But I decided a couple porters, get rid of this keg. And let's go Evil Twin all flipping night. And is this not like one of the greatest beers ever? Heretics, nice Evil Twin. Yeah, I like this story. Evil Twin. And in I, fact, I can't, it's... Give you, I can't give you guys a better story than that. I've got everybody that walks right. in, they go like, so what kind, of, what kind of beer should we drink tonight? And I just stand up and yell, if you don't drink Evil Twin... Then get out of the bar because this thing's gonna change your fucking life. Because <laughs> I will kick you in the nuts. Yeah. This thing's gonna change your fucking life. Yeah, I started my beer drinking day at about 2 p.m. with some Evil Twin myself. Jay uh, Z dropped us off a keg when he came to do uh, Bruce Strong the other day, and we've got Good. it on tap too. It's good shit. Why am I not drinking? Winning. Winning. <laughs> all right, so, that's where you with lost. That me. Yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> With that that's egg being it. laid. That's all, that's all I got for you guys, man. All right. You are all in the long. running. You're in the running for Jog of the Week, man. No, no, no. In the running? That's called winning right there. <laughs> one other guy is going to call in and say, Hey, guys, I'm drinking Evil Twin for like two bucks a pint. Because that's bullshit. Nobody drinks Evil Twin for two bucks a pint. It's Evil Twin to the fullest. This right. beer is the bomb. To the fullest. Yeah. D-Round just fired up his moped. To the hella fullest. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah. Colin lives Twin. under the freeway. <laughs> out in pot. Right? Uh, out. It, it, all right. If you can't get evil... You're in the running. And let's go now to Mark from North Carolina. Mark, what's happening, brother? So, guys? <laughs> hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Hey. What a difference. What's going in, brother? What's up, man? <laughs> uh, I'm a wee bit drunk today, and I, I felt like calling in for my first time. Did you smoke some weed, too? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man, but, you you know, is it just me? Or no, it's like, so obvious. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I didn't want to have, like, the weed sixth sense. That's not a sense I want. I thought maybe, well, that's good. I see dry clone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How much, let's let's ask you, you know, instead of your beer resume, uh, how many bowls have you smoked tonight? Um, three bong hits, actually. Three bong hits. And I just spilled my beer all over my floor. That's a common theme here tonight. Pillage tonight. And do you get good weed in North Carolina? Actually, yes. It's pretty good. Well, I'm feeling any weed is good weed out there. <laughs> it takes yeah, me away from true. this hateful place. <laughs> all right. And if your friends were all around you right now, what are you doing that, that would let them know that you're drunk? How do they know you're hammered right now? Probably spilling my beer all over myself like I just did. You did? How much beer did you just spill on yourself? An entire glass of homebrew. <laughs> oh, Sixteen ounces. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a little. It's probably not a secret. That's how you know I'm fucking drunk too. I spill beer on myself constantly when I've been drinking on my lap, right down my shirt while I'm standing up. I'm like a big idiot. Like I, I can't even, I can't even find my mouth. I don't even know where it is anymore. Spill it everywhere. Soaking wet. That's why I don't wear white. Well, it's uh, I do got something to say though. All right. The dude before might have had heretic brew, but I defiled my body and got a giant hop grenade tattooed on my arm. Oh, oh nice! Uh, I seen it on the forum. 
Hey, is yours, the, is yours the one that's the hop grenade and then it's got the banner over it that says Brew Free or Die? Yes, sir. Oh, that's, that's a cool freaking one. awesome one, too, yeah. man. That's really good. That's a badass tattoo. It, me and 2NA could go ahead and share. We can co-own that tattoo, yeah. basically. He can put a trademark on the banner and I'll put a little TM on the hop grenade and we, we kind of own you. All right, that's cool with me. <laughs> it's actually a fucking rad concept. I really like what you did with it. It was good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Were you drunk when you got it? Um, a little bit, a little not bit. too much. Right. They don't really let you go. Get I was going to say they always. I always hear that they don't. They it won't. depends on where you go. They're supposed to boot you, but you can still go to some hardcore places like in Vegas and get it. You but bleed more when you're drunk too. Yeah. Right. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> a little bit of blood. It's Whatever. Yeah, it was a nice clear tattoo. He obviously wasn't wasted. Looked pretty good. Right. Okay, you're in the running, man. Word. Sweet. Cheers, Thanks. brother. Later. All right. And then uh, we'll try Fierce Face from St. Cloud. Where's he Saint... used to be Fierce Beard, but Minnesota. he had to shave, so I well, changed Wait a minute. Fierce what? Face. It's not Beardy. No. Oh, okay. Because no. I thought we had worked that out. No, 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 he has some He's weird name. Dude, Minnesota. my heart just yeah. dropped when you said that. I thought I thought Beardy had lost it. It's kind of, wow. Where where is Saint? He should Cloud? be like a thousand, uh, ten thousand bucks if Beardy I'm, cuts I'm his beard. Here. Hey, fierce I'm face. Here. What's up, buddy? Uh, been drinking. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm like new. I'm new to your. Uh, I'm new to your site for over the last like couple months, but I've been. Uh, <laughs> Been getting real into it. I like that. And uh, and uh, I tell all my friends about it, and I make my friends at my factory listen to you guys during work and shit too. You know, <laughs> guys so- that don't even like. Guys that don't even like beer like your show. Oh, that's oh, good. Nice, I man. like that. Yeah, a guy that doesn't like beer is barely a guy. Who you working with? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite with fierce face than than a bowl of weed. I'm gonna say line of coke. I think <laughs> I think he snorted a line of coke before. I'm thinking. Uh, uh, I'm thinking crystals. Oh. I'm thinking... No. No drugs in your system right no, now? No, Okay. No, That'd be a monster. a bunch of Surly Furious and uh, some... In a can. Okay. And uh, Heineken in a can. And Heineken. <laughs> and, uh, Is that your... Uh, what's that? Your filler beer? Um, well, I got... I had, like, a bunch of, like, partial six-packs laying around. Because I tried... <laughs> you ran out of beer, dude. I tried to get something new, you know, sometimes, and sometimes something old. I don't know. And whereas Tasty said, you ran out of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heineken in a can is good. <laughs> if you had better beer, you'd yeah. be drinking it, wouldn't you? It is. Yeah. It's I, I don't mind a little Heineken. Minnesota, man. You can't... Can't buy any beer on Sunday in Minnesota. No, so. oh, no. right. Yep, you got to go to a bar, okay, or pub, that's or something. Fair. They hey, need to take but, whatever. But soon you can sell your homebrew to a bar there. No, it's Michigan. No. Michigan. Is, it, is there a difference? Can, I believe uh, just just recently you can sell uh, growlers as a homebrewer out of your house in Minnesota. Now, Whoa, I think. No what? way. What? Yeah, but Moscow, you get on Minnesota. How enlightened! Wow. But you can't sell. But you can't buy beer on Sunday. Right. How archaic is that? That's I'll stupid. Tell you, Chad, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I'd put up a drive through window fucking tomorrow if we could sell growlers out of this house. You are on the corner. Right. We'll call the ABC. Yeah, yeah. I'll get right on that. <laughs> Do that tomorrow. Scott, get on that. I'm happy, wow. I'm happy to report that Minnesota's growler bill passed its committee vote this past Friday. Based on what the senator in my district said, it sounds like it's well on its way to becoming law later this year. Okay. All right. Wow. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's happening, I think, anyway. It means that pubs can fill a growler to take home, basically. Oh, yeah. so it, doesn't mean it has nothing to do with home. We'd be set up oh. in a bowling alley. 
Awesome. How many growlers would we sell at Cali- the Chaco Bowl over there? I love bowling alleys. California Grand Casino. Your yeah, white trash, Bevo. Yeah. Bevo is like, oh, there's something about bowling alleys and, I love bowling. and home that just really speak to me. <laughs> that really make me feel like home. I hate you. I do love bowling. There's something really gratifying about taking a really heavy object and throwing it as hard as you can at something. Right? And knocking it down. It's true. Yeah. Right? Well, it's, it's That's reverse. what Sam said when Bevo got pregnant. It's an analogy for reverse racism. <laughs> right. The black man will topple the white man <laughs> with the red on his head. Right. Mark you know. that time down, Moscow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, but see, I got, we have to play that game in like 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you guys will know. Right. All right, so if your friends were around you right now, how would they know that you're drunk? Because uh, 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 when I point at something, I use all five fingers instead of just one. <laughs> That's a fucking weird thing. He's saluting. I love that. That's <laughs> They're like, dude, you're doing it again. Oh, that thing right over Are you there. pointing at me or are you pointing at all of us? I can't tell. That's funny. Exactly. Are you sure it's not one finger and you can just see five fingers? <laughs> right. When you do it, uh, do you make a little mustache? <laughs> <laughs> All right. One hand makes a mustache, want, the other one points. I want that over there. <laughs> Let me do it to the camera. Yeah, give me on so the, they know what yeah, Bevo's doing. Right on the top shelf, right up there. I want that one right there. Right Sorry, there. Scott. No, no, oh, there. Not there. Pissed. There. Right there. Yeah. Hey, there. They killed Greeks, too. I'm That's glad way I'm not the only one making World War II jokes. Turn ever. into a neo-Nazi when you're drunk. Again, right. racist comment from Bevo. Hey, hey, Fierce Face, did you have that answer chambered? Like, that was a really specific, quick answer. That's what no. I was hoping for. He said, uh, he stammered pretty good. <laughs> no, I just, they tell me it all the time. They're like, dude, you're fucking playing with your whole hand. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Why They're like, do dude, you're doing it again. That's I don't know who you're pointing at. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, yeah. Fierce Face. I, I might have made a homebrew club. Oh, you did? On your chat room tonight. Yeah, I got invited to a meeting tomorrow night. I'm going to go to my first probably homebrew club in Monticello. They're going to uninvite you after this. (laughs) Make sure you wear something pretty. Don't put out on the first date. Like, hug me when I come in. Who says? (laughs) Like, oh, we love you. Tell them all about being drunk the week. Yeah, they'll love it if you get it. If you get it. Embarrassing. One or the other. All right, fierce face. You're in the you're in the running. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks a lot. Later, brother. All right, and oh, is this Sarah thirty six C on line four? What we got going on? Hey, Sarah, Tasty what's happening? Just woke up. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hello. Hey, what's going on? Well, not much. Drunk again, I'm aren't you? Trying to get going for oh, a repeat. <laughs> no, I was just uh, calling to say hi. That was it. I'm oh. not even trying to play for drunk of the week. What I are we dating right hi. now? <laughs> What? <laughs> what are we going to have a conversation? Yeah. Well, sort what, of. are we fucking married? Are we dating? <laughs> you want to ask me what I'm doing? So what you doing? Yeah. Sure. How was your day? How was your day, Sarah? <laughs> no, I just wanted to say hi because I just wanted to prove that you can still drink and not have to call in as drunk of the week. <laughs> I still see. drink. Yeah. Like you're calling in as a normal person. In the morning. You made your point. Well, yeah. semi. You're totally proving it right now. <laughs> Speaking of semi, yeah. did I tell you it's Sarah 36C on the phone right now? <laughs> Someone feel Tasty's yes, crotch right here. now. <laughs> Moscow, grab his crotch. <laughs> hey, I did that right at the beginning. I gotta leave the room again. Just grab him right, real I'll, quick. I'll, I'll I leave the room. Tasty. It's not hey, gay Sarah. if it's part of your it's job. It's okay to be gay on the inside, Jay, not the outside. <laughs> right. You can't be grabbing at stuff. 
Jack can grab it. They're good friends. Oh, hey. Oh, they're good. <laughs> Not that close. <laughs> all right. Well, Sarah, anything Hi. else to say for yourself? We're glad um, to hear from you. Okay, good. Hey, I know. I'm glad to talk to you. Now, if you were if you were running uh, if you were in the running for drunk of the week, what would your friends say yeah. to you that that how they know you're you're real drunk? How would they know? Well, I would start to get naked, so that would probably be the start of it. Their friends are like, yeah, look, she's I'm, naked again. I'm, she must be drunk. I'm, I knew you'd say that. Really? You get naked in front of your friends when you're drunk? Unfortunately, people that aren't Unfortunately? even my friends. Unfortunately? They aren't even my friends. <laughs> Strangers. It's, just, it's, it's been bad. It's been really bad, because sometimes I, like, start to pull off my shirt and realize, oh, shit, like, I don't even know these people. <laughs> oh, Sarah, them. you're just saying. No, you know what you no, need? You, like, need a, you need a hockey no, jersey because bad. they button on the inside, and that way you can't pull it off over your head. That's what you need. I know. Or straight jacket. I need to be like strapped into my clothes. I know it's bad. Now is this a is this a recent uh, occurrence or have you always yeah. done this? It is. Like what no, are you talking? The last no. year? Are you remembering suppressed yeah. memories of an uncle or something? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I start to black out and I don't realize, and I think I think I'm like in bed or something, so I start to pull off my shirt. <laughs> it's really bad, and then I realize, like, oh shit, there's like. 15 people looking at me. I better, like, stop it. Oh, and shit, I'm on the that. jumbo screen. <laughs> right. Again. <laughs> Again. And then... Yeah, I know. Does Mr. 36C get upset with you the next day, or is he just like, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever? Oh, he does. Oh, no. Yeah. He oh, gets, I would. like, super pissed. I would, too. Because it happened with his boss. <laughs> oh! <laughs> his boss is... Wait, oh, my tell God. us that story. No, I don't want to because it's really embarrassing. Like, I'm horrified. And he, like, wouldn't talk to me for two days because of it. Now, so was it, like, at the Christmas party or what? Or, like, the company picnic? No, like, we invited his boss over to fucking have some homebrew. And then I. To fuck and have some homebrew in that order? Oh, so it it was at the house. Yeah, and then. He doesn't know about your Something happened. It was, like, eight beers later, and. Off it came, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" And he like pushed me into bed and locked the door and kept me away from them. And I don't know. And then I woke up the next day, and he was really. Pissed. I like how they have a lock on the outside of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's the Sarah lock. Yeah. 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 Now, was it like the boss and his wife? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. love this girl more every better. time I talk to her. Yeah, you're star. Sarah, what does he do for a well, living? What the boss guy? Well, yeah, and your and sure. your husband. All right. Yeah. Oh, he's actually like the beer um, guy at the restaurant. No, but he so the, his boss doesn't. It care. was like the owner of the restaurant. No, who cared? <laughs> was the boss's wife? wife yes. The boss yeah. didn't care. No, he's like he asking to come hot. over for he more homebrew. Like, <laughs> well, not anymore. But right. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, she looks like Angelina Jolie. I would have liked that, but I guess I was kind of fucked up. So. Did you try to make out with her? Oh, no, I stood up and whipped my shirt off, and then uh, my husband like pushed me into the bedroom and locked me in there. He oh, should've. so he ruined so. it. He should have given it a minute. Maybe she'd yeah. have been into it, too. She might have ended up topless in another two seconds also. Yeah. Just let him hang there and go, huh? Oh. Yeah? Sometimes yeah. what you got to do is you got like, to look fun. around like this, like all dumbfounded, like, oh, what do I do? I didn't even know this was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't even know she had those things. And then you kind of give it a second, and if, if, if she doesn't, if the other wife doesn't start taking her shirt off, off, you go, 
this is really bad. And then yeah. you shove her into the bedroom. Yeah, you right. gauge yeah. their reaction first. But you got to, like, feel it out, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah. Tell me you grew up in Europe. Well, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just lucky. Still has his job. Actually, Chad makes a good point. Tell Mr. 36C, the next time just go, I'm sorry. She grew up in Europe, and it's <laughs> yes, normal. That always works. It's normal. Yeah. You know, we don't. I'm Completely. trying to, you know. <laughs> meanwhile, the boss is like, dude, your wife is myself. rad. And listen, and, who, and no one wants to stifle that, Sarah. Yeah. We like the way you roll, for sure. Right. No, it was pretty bad. I'm glad he still is working there. Probably got a raise. <laughs> Somebody yeah. got a raise. Yeah, boss did, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, and really, the boss's wife looks like Angelina Jolie. Like bad uh, yeah. plastic surgery, Angelina, or like still doing okay? No. Oh, no. Like nice. Like nice, full tits, like skinny body, muscle, you know, beautiful. She, she was really hot. Wow. It's probably why I whipped my shirt off. Yeah, you're like, hey, I want to be hot with you. Why not? Yes, exactly. Well, I like your spirit. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say hi. Sorry, that kind of got sidetracked. No, it's fine. Thank you for calling, Sarah. We'll see you. Yes, thank you. Bye. Put your clothes back on. And by we'll see you, I mean, I'm going to pull up your pictures right now and see you again. (laughs) Pull something. All right, what am I, back to line one, Beef? Uh, with John? Yeah, line one and line two. John, what's happening, brother? You calling back already for Drunk of the Week. Oh, man, you know it. You're not supposed to call back, John. I told you that. I told him he could. Well, I can't I can't help it. I, I just I have to call back. Can't. He does sound drunker. He sounds like he uh, decreased in age by about 15 years. Well, that's show policy. He's like, that? An, he's like an 18-year-old blobber now. I was trying to enforce show policy. He's breathing really hard. Well, okay. If if I'm if I'm decreasing in eighteen years, considering that I'm like thirty eight, that would be uh, eighteen. Thirty eight minus eighteen. I don't know. 20? I got like Justin math. I don't know. Probably four. I don't know. Justin, you remember when we made that policy when you can only call once? <laughs> this the call is the exact reason why you made that policy. Although he is proving that he's drunker now than he was before, it does up his drunk of the week uh, rating. I am. It can't am, though I because am, then we have to wait for everybody else to call back. I have I had to call back. You know, okay. I I've been listening since uh, you know, at least a year, you know, from now. And <laughs> wow. And he's got future shows in the good. can. Yeah. And I I I do okay. I love you guys. And No, I love I am, you. I he's a loving do. drunk. You do not know how much I love you. You might love me, but I love you more. Um, no, no, dude, I love uh, you. You don't even know. I love no, you. No, uh, you know you can't. You cannot describe how much I love you. And why don't you try? You know the love for you it does not describe how much the love I have for JP. JP, you fucking rock, Justin. You're the shit. And no. I love, I love, I love you, John. I love you a lot. I love the way you make me feel. And uh, frankly, I love the way you smell. All right. Well, you know, if if you could, if, if this was smell vision, I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure you would, you know, you would love the way I smell. But, I, I uh, love, I love the way your nutsack smells, just slightly oniony, but slightly uh, cheesy at the same time. I love you. No, that's just the fucking dog that. Here, here's, here, here's the thing. Yeah, you know, if you if you smelled my nutsack, it would not be oniony. It would be more like cloves, maybe a little banana ester, like a saison. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, you hey, see? Sarah, if you're listening, call back in. <laughs> We're never getting we love you. No, one call per caller. God damn it! Yeah, no, tired of this shit. No, no, no one, no one call. You know, especially if there's like one big giant, you know, like group hug. I love the group hugs. Right. You know, well, you know I, I love, I love a big group hug, especially if it's hugging JP. Yeah. I'll group, I'll group hug with you, John. Mainly because the bulges in her pants will touch. And I Touching, touching balls is awesome. Um, I love you. Where's Bobber? I love I you. I just love you. That's it. Just wanted to say that man to man. You don't even know. You don't even know how much I love you. No, song brings back bad memories. I love hearing that from JP, that he sat around crying to this song at some point in his life. That's what he just said in that one little sentence. No. He just said how much he sat around crying to this song. <laughs> when when no one called him to hang out the other day, he cried. I don't even talk about in high school. I'm talking about the other day. <laughs> I, had to, I had to translate this song and to transcribe the words to this whole album for this Mexican family I was staying with in Mexico. So like, they're like, can you, can you write this in English? Oh, fuck you, dude. Yeah, for a month, I sat and listened to this fucking whole album, writing it down. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, John. You wrote, you wrote down every single lyric? Every I love you for lyric. that. I love you that you did that. That was very loving. Yes. It was very loving. I love this song. Shut up, Debo. And, 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 and as you're writing it down, did you, did you shed a tear? No. Actually, it was... I was jerking off a lot. I love today. Kevin Costner in this movie too. I do too. I love sax solo. Is what I love. <laughs> Who does it? What happened to the sax? Yeah, solo? where did it go? It disappeared. Uh, the turn of the century killed totally it. Totally gone. <laughs> I mean, the sax solo really. It you know it started with hollow notes, and uh, it really put the time and place in this song. You know? Yeah, it really. It really kind of gives you time to reflect. Yeah. About how much we love John. You know what you're saying? And he's still talking about it. Which is amazing. You know what I love? Yeah? Go ahead. I love... I love life. You keep telling it. I am actually walking outside, closing the door so I don't disturb my my, my lovely wife. Okay. We hear you, brother. All right. I love... Because you love us more than her. I love life. Tell I us how much you. you love life. How much I love life? Tell the world. Dear world, I love you. I love. And I, I love the life. I love the life. Oh, thank you, radio gods. Thank you for that. That works so well. I love you. Dear palm tree. Dear palm tree that I am. You know, looking at right now, because I live in South Florida, I, you know, I know, Doc doesn't like South Florida, you know, Florida, but whatever. I love 
Florida. Yes, Whitney Houston, you're a bitch. <laughs> oh, what happened to the love? Radio Gods. I love you. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't create that. Folks. No. I just have it. What a great choice of song. Luck. Good job there, Jay. Okay. Good job. Who's thankful I let him call in for a second? Not call? me. I am thankful right now. Still wasn't even that good. All right, so, John, so when, when he gets drunk, his friends say he becomes overly affectionate. Right. John's definitely in the running for drunk of the week. Uh, John, uh, what do we have? Now? Brandon from Nashville. Yes. All right, Brandon, what's up, brother? <laughs> I gotta follow ten house letters and, and Benjamin Button. Choose your backup music wisely here. Yeah, I, I hate to break it to you, Brandon, but you're fucked, dude. It's not as hard as you think. I mean, I might as well just let y'all y'all go home early. Yeah, thank you for calling, but you are not in the running for Choose. Yeah, no. can, can I at least just say that I drank a growler of Lucky Bucket IPA? Yeah, nice. Oh, there dude, that's go. a good beer. Well done, man. That, that was worth getting beat for. I hope, I hope that uh, John, I hope he wins. That, that was classic. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Cheers, man. Yeah, you guys have a good one. Bye. You too, you too. Lucky Bucket IPA, man. I wish we were drunk on that ourselves. All right, is that it? Yes. Okay. Whew. Oh, Bevo made a note to me that her boobs are bigger than Sarah 36C right now. What uh, size are your boobs right now? 34D. Yeah, you're wow. in the D. D. You got them all pulled in right now. I'm on three shirts to contain them. <laughs> yeah, but don't I, do that. Sarah still wins because there's nothing growing underneath hers. Whatever. <laughs> Bevo went up a number too. She was at 34D, which is a that's because a you real can't nice find size. a 34D. Yeah. Well, you found one, didn't you? No. No, I'm duct tape. <laughs> I love these. Oh, sorry, yeah. Nuts. <clears throat> He's drifting off there for a second. <laughs> Tell me about it. All right. Congratulations <laughs> to our drunk of the week, John, ladies and gentlemen. No, yeah. That's We're not, not fair. Yeah. That is not fair. Oh, great. It's not fair. Whew. That was nice. He yeah. even beat out Fierce Face, who uses all five fingers when he points. He did. Wow. Because and he I gotta called say, twice. That's why it's, un- <laughs> it's illegal. I also have to just thank him because I needed that. I needed that good radio experience where it just really happened and hammered it home for me. Renewed your faith. Oh, it renewed me. I needed a little refresher course in good radio. And John gave that to us tonight, and I can't thank him enough. Our Drunk of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. Good job. He was a first-time caller also. Is that right? Wow. That one left me out of breath. That's how good that was. That one gave me a hot flash. <laughs> that was a moving moment for that sure. That was moving. You know, anytime you can combine Whitney... With uh, yeah. drunk people, pre-get a marriage, perfect. Just the climax of the song and his a, love. The timing could have been better. Just yeah. a bit of just a bit of perfection. All right, good job, everybody. Can we get your broken record joke again? Yeah. Uh, speaking of broken record, uh, I'm glad I didn't tell you. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I do like it the second time. It's pretty good. Better even to watch yeah. him do it. Yeah. Look at his face yeah. when he does it. Maybe I get drunk in the week because I called twice just like fucking John did. That <laughs> fuck. That traitor fuck. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody.
my book ready I'll take a Belgian crew at a time And the women think the lamb is fine But don't you give me that American crew Boy, they want a real homebrew Homebrew, don't you really love a better homebrew Can't get enough of it Homebrew, it blows my mind I love homebrew all the time Yeah, I think I'll have me Well, I'm the one right now Cherry stuff, yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you give me that American. 